Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoops World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. another edition of Swoops World Late Night. It is Wednesday, May 13, 2015. How's it going, Peter? It's going all right. Hey, those of you turning in, uh, let's uh, check out the Moss Brothers. Uh, they had to uh, they had to reschedule. They had some uh, something come up, uh, you know, a little issue come up, and uh, we're going to reschedule them. Ah, oh, God, I was supposed to send uh, the new dates over. I'll do that tonight. Um, <laughs> so uh, they'll be with us, uh, they'll be with us uh, here soon, but uh, until then... Uh, we got all the usual stuff happening. I got uh, T-Bone's timeout. Anthony Davis will be calling in. He's got plenty to talk about. Of course, uh, Brewskies. Yeah. How's it going, Peter? It's going all right. You know, it's been busy. Yeah? The usual. The usual, the usual stuff? A little more than usual. You know, we had Mother Day, and then we had, uh, I actually had my mom in town, mm-hmm. and then uh, my wife's just been crazy busy, so I've been... Single parenting mostly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they're at age now, so it's easier now. It's, it's definitely easier. No, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I there is still those days. moments where you're like, oh my God, uh, that remind you of those old days. Yeah, so not as bad, but um, just busy, just typical busy. And it always seems to happen right around May, moving into June, where it just you know, kind of like the wheels start to fall off. I don't know why, uh, but in my life, that just seems to be, this seems to be. Every year, one of those, I don't know, just one of those busy times. <laughs> too much shit going on. Well, I, I did see you got a couple good rides in. Uh, yeah, in the last week, I've uh, gotten some rides in. Yeah. Uh, so, nothing. Got, nothing the, got the loop in. Yeah, I got the loop in, which was cool. I got to do, uh, I think I did that Friday. Whenever I did that. Friday, yeah. Uh, Friday was... when you blew off our meeting, so you can go for a ride. <laughs> uh, that was one of those typical. That was one of those typical moments where I couldn't go on Friday because my wife had all this stuff planned, and then all, most of what she had planned got canceled. Well, by then it was too late to go and meet up with you. So I'm like, oh great, now I'm gonna have to do a ride. Uh, I don't blame you. Yeah. I, I, I know. I do exactly what happened. I do exactly. That's a perfect I, example. I don't laugh. It's just I. 
answer that. I said, oh, okay, okay, you gotta, you gotta write it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was pissed, so I'm like, nah, you, I, probably, you probably left that later than you would have normally to, oh, write, them, to write that, later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it worked, but it wasn't wasn't the way I wanted it to work. So but that's 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 a perfect example. Just like things changing, and it's just been yeah, yeah. But other than that, it's been good. We had pretty good weather, although we're supposed to get some rain. Yeah, tomorrow mm. and Friday they say, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's kind of late we, for us. What do we got nothing to complain about. No, we got nothing to complain about. For us, that's late. That's late weather. Yeah, 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 yeah. By May, we're talking the total May gray, June gloom. Yep. You know, it might, it might, it might be thick and foggy, drizzly in the morning, but rain, real rain. That doesn't hardly ever happen. Well, it's only scheduled for two days. <laughs> well, it's still a big storm for us. <laughs> you know what it's going to be. Storm watch. Storm watch. Storm watch. Somebody got wet. <laughs> on Friday, it rained too. On Friday, I got rain, uh, rained on when I was riding through El Dorado Park area. Oh, really? Not a heavy rain, but I definitely, I got, which again, that's an odd, it's an oddity. It does not normally happen. That's true. That's you get true. a wet May. <laughs> So my mom came down from Canada. Uh, They'd been having some good weather. They'd been having like 60s. The day she woke up, she left like, she got on the plane at like 10 o'clock in the morning or something like that. She woke up to 12 inches of snow. Oh my gosh. It was like May 9th or something like that. So we got a little bit of a storm on on Friday. They got 12 inches of snow. snow. Of course it didn't stay. It was too warm for it to stay. <laughs> I was like, well, our, our, that's our, a different sort parents, of weather. Yeah, well, <laughs> my, my parents' weather involved tornadoes. Oh, they had tornadoes. They about tornadoes, that. exactly. I'll take the snow over the tornadoes. I'll take the snow over the tornadoes any day of the week, exactly. But uh, it, it, did that mess up her... Uh, her t- did oh, she, no, man. Did they she get... knew what time she, no, I mean, she knew what time she had to be at the airport and everything, but did, did it kind of throw that off? No, because she's in Edmonton. Like, it's the most... Northerly city in North America, uh, they know twelve inches is nothing for them. Like the city does not shut down unless they get three or four feet. Literally, yeah, it's kind of a walk in the park. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's slushy. You know, they they clear the roads. They're, it's, it's the difference between like the places that like I lived in D.C. A place that occasionally got some bad weather and then just grind to a halt. Right. Versus say Buffalo, where. Weather is just normal, you know, and they just know how to deal with it. Right. And so it's, it's like that. They just wasn't a factor at all. Her plane, in fact, in fact, even though that all happened, her plane landed 20 minutes early. So not, not a factor. They, they know how to deal with it up there because they have to deal with it a lot. Yeah. So 12 inches, 10 inches. No phase. Yeah. It's annoying because it had been relatively warm. Everybody's a little... When she said ever she showed up to the ticket booth, everybody's like pissed off and grumpy because they'd gotten, they, you know, they were liking that sixty degree weather. But um, other than that, other than just having to deal with some scowls and some unhappy people, uh, all good. <laughs> which again just goes to show you, I mean, we're if, if we were like we're about to get a little bit of storm in the middle of May. I'm sure there's some people who are a little upset about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're already talking about it. These guys are talking about it all yeah. day today. Right? Weather watch. Weather watch. Storm I mean, watch. Actually, they've been talking about it for about four days now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so. Thursday, you're going to have some precipitation. My golly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different, different, different set of standards. I got a feeling that people in other parts of the world just look at us and just shake their heads. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure they do. 
And then they figure out, they try to figure out how they can move here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is for sure. That's the crazy thing about my mom is. She, she actually moved away. Moved yeah. away. So did my parents. She moved. They moved back too. Yeah, like, my parents did the same thing. They, they moved here, stayed here for forever. Yeah. And said, "Let's go back to where the weather gets screwy multiple times a year." Yeah. And tornadoes. <laughs> and tornadoes. Tornadoes. Because <laughs> at least, at least with snow, if you've got a shovel, yeah, you can go. They you can move. Too. They get that too. And you know what? It's What's a shovel going to do against a tornado? <laughs> Whack in the head. It's not going to do any good. Yeah, it's, it's a detriment. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you can do against a tornado. There's just nothing you can do. You should see me. Uh, if you stock enough food, <laughs> you, you can <laughs> weather any blizzard. There's nothing you can do that in a tornado is true. or a hurricane. That shit's just crazy. I don't know why you, anybody would live in those types of places. You should see me trying to deal with it out there, right? I got, you know, you know, I roll out, I roll out there in my shorts and <laughs> tennis shoes and flip flops and stuff, and I'm. I'm walking out to the car the day I'm leaving. It's the snow, and I'm kind of slipping on the little ice and trying to get by and throw my bags in the car. <laughs> I got this, no problem. You know, so it was, it's all right, man. Uh, it's, you know, I'm only there for a minute, <laughs> and I've never been there during tornado season. So, yeah, that'd be a good time not to go. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's a season. It's a, it's a season. season that lasts they, almost they, like five months. It's think, a season. Right? It starts know? like May to. August, right? Something like that. September. Uh, no, no, I don't think it was September. I think it was about June or maybe June. I, and I've been there in it's July. A few months. I've been there in July and August and all those months, and I've never. Because in July and August, it usually coincides with a big tropical uh, uh, thunderstorm type of deal. Oh, when that happens. That's all on the coast. It's right, and so it only yeah, only if it blows in off no, the yeah, thing. Exactly. So they, they've only got two months, like three yeah, months. Yeah, maybe. yeah, more than enough. More than enough. I don't even know what to do, man. But it's funny because they, they get those alerts. I've, I've been there when they've gotten alerts before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they start telling you. And it's like, oh, there's a tornado coming and a tornado watch. And it's here, it's there. And that's kind of a – I guess if you're used to it, it doesn't phase you that much. You go, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's still 100 miles away. But, I mean, things get blown, like, things get blown, on, blown away all around. Like, Couple towns over, Moore's been hit twice in the last year, and then Oklahoma City. They're they're right next to Oklahoma City. Right. It's like, man, it's, it's just dancing around. Yeah. <laughs> so, Can be nerve wracking, but they all they sound all calm about it. All right, we're gonna have to hang up now. <laughs> we're down in the cellar. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <I'd be> like, <laughs> Deck of cards, <laughs> bottle of whiskey, we're good. We're good to go. <laughs> Settle it in. Oh, God. Did you hear about that train, man? I didn't. You were just telling me. Yeah. You were saying something about that earlier. I did not. I'm, I'm behind on this. So. Yeah, man. Big train wreck. I, I, I think it was from New York to Philly. And uh, I think they said seven people. You said something about they were came around a curb or, or whatever. That's what I was just reading today. It, look, it says... Uh, Thought to be going tw- twice as fast as it should have been. They said uh, that the uh, where I heard our spokesperson talking, and he said where the train was in the area it was in the speed limit is fifty miles an hour, and they've got the black box and all that kind of stuff, and they got it going one hundred and six miles an hour. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just a mess. It's horrible. It's horrible. And I don't know. Uh, I mean, what's the conductor going to say? They talked to him today. Is he alive? Yeah, they said he well, a few scratches. Wow. 
Well, here's my thing is about these things is is like with. Uh, well, he probably got through. He probably got through. Right, right. That makes sense because it wasn't an actual collision. Those guys never survive collisions. No, uh, usually. Um, yes. The thing is, they're always they always blame the, the. It's always human error. Well, yeah, because you know. Remember, remember when Lexus kept having that problem? Uh huh. Where like their car would not turn off? Yeah, and it would they, accelerate they, they, they infinitely. They one highway patrolman got killed. Human error. Human yeah, error. Every yeah, time yeah. it was human error. Yeah. Until the highway patrolman had his wife on the phone as he's trying to like trying to do it. Save, yeah, and they're like, oh, maybe this wasn't human error. Yeah, his mat, his mat got stuck. That was one of the. That's what they did. Then yeah. they ended up paying out to his heirs some ungodly yeah. number, which they should have. Um, that's my problem with these sorts of things. Is they, they, I don't know. I mean, maybe this guy was on crack and and it's, just doing crazy shit. But I, but a lot of these things, going twice a lot as of these fast. Things are, are, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, computerized. I know. And I think like like one guy, he got in trouble because they said he was texting when he should have been putting on the brakes. Okay? Right. I don't think he got driving. He got killed actually. Um, but um, so there's there's things they need to do, and they actually have to pay attention to things. Yeah. But uh, some of that stuff, I mean, interesting, like you said, I, like some of the things, it might have just got away and he couldn't do it. He might have tried everything he was supposed to try. Right. Because they said people on the train, and oftentimes people these on the guys train are dead. They were going too fast. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes these guys are dead, so they can't say, yeah. I did this and I did that and right. I did this. And and so it's like, oh, human error. Yeah. <laughs> now at least this guy's alive. It's easy to blame uh, it on somebody when uh, they're better out, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know not, nothing about this, so I'm not going to, you know, I'll be careful what I say. Yeah, they say it's too early too to late, know maybe. whether the speed alone causes a wreck. And they will examine other factors such as track conditions, throttle and brake settings, and alarms in the engineer's cab. They were also studying video from a forward-facing camera mounted on the locomotive, and they plan to interview the engineer and other crew members soon. Well, they interviewed the engineer today. I heard that on the way over here. Right. So... Yeah, you know, as always, these things are going to take a while before we hear anything. If we hear everything, how many? How many casualties, fatalities? Seven people uh, were killed. So that's, was, uh, that's pretty lucky, is, really. Yeah, because it was uh, that could be a lot. That's usually a. I've okay. been on that train. That's a busy Washington to New York. Is yeah, I've been on that train. Yeah. That, that's a busy. It's almost always full. It's a long train and. Every like it's a sort of train. Yeah, like a lot of times thirty-eight passengers. Yeah, a lot of times you can just show up and get your ticket like right, right there. This is one of those trains that you almost always have to book. It's in a full advance. commuter. It's, it's a regular commuter train. It's a yeah. regular commuter. It's a, it's just it's like it's like for people who live here, we get on Southwest to go up to Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. We, that that right flight is Absolutely always full. Packed. Yeah, exactly. That's what this is. It's yeah. very similar. And I, I've taken it a couple times when I lived on the East Coast and. Uh, it's always full, so yeah, I mean, some people dead bad, but it could be it could have been a lot of work because yeah. that's always a full train. It's it's packed with people, so uh, it could have been worse. Is is what I'm saying? So that, I guess that's that's I guess that's a silver lining. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and, well, that um, makes sense because they said people, a lot of people on the plane, on the plane on the train, knew it was going too fast, which. Uh -huh. You know, I, got like, I, don't, I don't write it. I, you know, I just kind of go, wow, it's going kind of fast. But I don't know that it's going too fast. If you regular commuters go, mm -hmm. this, this is where we, uh, this is where we slow down. We slow down. <laughs> this is where we, uh, yeah. So that's kind of, kind of fucking scary, man. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. They said that a lot of people on the train uh, jumped right into action, man, and uh, you know, started helping people out. And did, you know, you know, we always talk. We always tell the bad stories about what people don't, right. what they don't do, and. And I and I kind of get tired of seeing these uh, 
um, you know, there's a disaster, and then the uh, the uh, news has the, the cell phone video because one jerk didn't want to pitch in. Yeah. <laughs> they just stood back and videotaped it. <laughs> and, you know, it's like you could have jumped in and helped pick the car up, dude. You know, you know yeah. that, that kind of stuff. So it's it's kind of cool to hear a story where everybody uh, everybody kind of pitched in and, and helped. And I'm sure somebody took some pictures and stuff. But I, I think we've gotten, that, we gotten that, in that situation now where a lot of times it seems to me like the first – thought of people is i gotta videotape this yeah instead of you know jumping in and, and and helping when you know back in the days when everybody didn't have a camera with them they, they'd jump in and help if you know if they're capable so yeah it's just uh it's just scary and sad and all these kind of things you know they pop up every once in a while and you kind of hear them and just kind of go wow you know you're just getting on the train going home or going to work I, yeah, I i'm reading over your shoulder here yeah. it's like they're talking about how the whole car Airport. Oh, at, at some point, it's like you know. Again, I, I've been on that exact uh, run, that exact train, yeah. and again, those things are huge, man. Yeah. They're they're huge. Uh, I can't even imagine them freaking rolling. Yeah. Oof. Again, seven people. If, if if only seven people are dead, that's that's almost a miracle. Right. This, that's. Uh, it's sad, but that it could have been a whole, a whole lot, lot worse. worse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hate, you know, it's, it's really weird, you know, as much as, you know, traveling, you know, by train and plane and bus and stuff like that's convenience and things like that. I, I, it's always kind of weird. I don't know. I have no idea how to fly a plane, but, hmm. or, you know, <laughs> engineer a train. But not having that control when stuff's like that, you know, stuff like that's going on, it just kind of feels kind of. You gotta rely on. I don't even like what you know. You ride with somebody, you're like, "Whoa, slow down!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's like, oh, but you're just like pushing on the imaginary brake. <laughs> you have no, you have nothing to do. You just gotta Brace hang. It yeah, you're just, you're just hanging on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I rode a. I told you I rode a Greyhound one time cross country. That was scary enough. Mm. Just the fact it was Greyhound. <laughs> Let alone sometimes we're you know we these guys getting getting the speeds going downhill. So I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't know how fast you can stop this thing if you actually have to, pal. Yeah, <laughs> they're real comfortable driving that thing. So, oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> let's take our first break and then uh, come back and we'll, we'll chat some more. Sounds good. This is the Swoops Run on the Talk Story Radio Network, and uh, let's listen. To who we got here? This is Dorothea, miles away. Back up to this. Like a townhouse that's full of 
raise our voices with no intention but to shame. Never mind all the things we say. Never mind all the games we play. with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You see me around the neighborhood and you tell me that I'm a pretty good kid. 
While I'm one out of every five children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we can grow up to be whatever we want. I want to grow up to be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everybody. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide eight meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we are Feeding America, brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something, and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey, guys, check out my new video game. Mom, what? Huh? Pew, pew. What'd you say? This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sean Paul on the Wall. You're listening to Swirl. <laughs> Welcome back to Swoop Swirl on the Talk Story Radio Network. And uh, like I said, uh, the Moss Brothers won't be here tonight. Uh, they had some things that, have, that came up uh, unexpectedly, and uh, we're going to reschedule them. And I, I remind me, Peter, to get the dates uh, out to them, uh, to their uh, business manager today, because mm-hmm. uh, I forgot to do that earlier today, and we're going to get that out to them, and we're going to reschedule, and we, and we hope the best for them and, uh, and, uh, until, we, uh, until we get the chance to chat with them. Uh, until then, <clears throat> tonight, uh, of course, we're going to have brewskis. Uh, Anthony Davis will be calling in a little bit. We'll be talking about uh, stuff happening in the NFL and the NBA. Of course, T-Bone's timeout and all the usual shenanigans that go on here each week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, anything else in the news spark your fancy this week, man? Not really. Used to I don't, I don't. used to be a, used to be a, you know you always had a Times article. I don't think you even do that any, anymore. Uh, no, you know, that, that app stopped working on my phone, <laughs> and it's because I need to upgrade my phone. But uh, I'm just afraid that when I do that, the whole thing just crash. You know, so I don't even have that. I'm practically blind here. Oh, that's hilarious, man. <laughs> I you know there's always a, there's always these words stories you know that pop up and stuff and just and, and just like one of the strangest things on the way in on the way in tonight there was a thing popped up on my phone some woman steals a an ambulance uh in fraser park takes huh. it and crashes it into some uh semi-trailer i mean it's like why would you steal an ambulance and i don't know just, just odd maybe just because you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been a few times. I've went by, I'm like, I could take that. You could that. take that. It's just, they're running. <laughs> Car's on. Keys in. No one's around. <laughs> I will admit to uh, being tempted. I've never done it, but yeah. there's been... Rolling around the lights and sirens can be fun, but it's not always all that cracked up, all that's cracked up to me. <laughs> it's, it's the end game that I always worry yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 you know me i'm one that thinks things through yeah. so, most of the time so you know i'm always like well that'd be a lot of fun but yeah. how's that gonna end I always, gonna, that doesn't sound fun you guys gonna see these guys who are like they go in these long pursuits 
and they're driving around and waving at all their neighbors and they're still driving and driving. And you know, it's just a matter of time. You're not getting away. (laughs) You're right, the end game. (laughs) If you're lucky, you don't get shot. Yeah, (laughs) if you're lucky. That's that's, that's not not a good angle to play. (laughs) And I always watch, you know, I get sucked in. I watch these things. And I always go, yep, there it is. Turned down a (laughs) cul-de-sac. See, you got to plan all that stuff out in advance. Yeah. I like the guys who try to make a run for the border, which is stupid, too, because if you've ever been to the border crossing, it's always backed up. Yeah, no way to get through there fast. No. no. Maybe you can get all the way up to the Canadian border, just because there's so much of it that's not being monitored. If you can but get you gotta out, get, get out. You got to get out and get into the woods. Yeah, exactly. Uh, escape from Missouri. <laughs> yeah, that's not possible, obviously. I mean, maybe if you start... Oh, it's possible. Maybe if you start up in Washington. Yeah. It's not, it's not possible if you start here in California. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't even think it's possible if you start in Northern California. You got to yeah, start all the way start, up you in Washington. You got to start in Washington, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, one of the, one of the Northern states. Yeah, yeah, North Dakota. Something like that. You got to start up there for, for that shit to work. Now, that <laughs> seems much more much more plausible. Yeah. You're running the Dudley do right and uh, <laughs> that's that's the longest uh, uh, unguarded border, border in America yeah, yeah. In, in the world. Pretty much is uh, that basically three thousand miles is only really monitored in a really practical way at uh, certain points. major cities. Yeah. You know, and there aren't that many major cities that far <laughs> north. I talked to an RCMP guy one time, and he, and he was saying that he goes. I said, well, how, how do people get stuff over? Because they just walk it across the border. If you, you know, if you can get in, the, yeah, he's just pretty rugged in those in those spots. Yeah. He said, you know, you got you know the intestinal fortitude and uh, you know the big desire, you can you can do it. You know, he says, you know, because basically, like he said, there's the, the parts that are monitored. Everybody knows where they where they right. are. Right. <laughs> you know, and and apparently, I I, I don't know, uh, you know, they have people believing or whether it's true or not. There's certain areas where there's motion detectors, but there's wild animals over there, too. So they're not sending somebody out every time the no. a motion detector goes off, right? right? <laughs> I was reading once, uh, where was this? I don't know if there where this was, like Wyoming or something. And there's this road that was built like 100 years ago. And the road just follows the contours of the, of the, of the landscape, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, back then... Like now, we were like, there's a hill, we cut through the hill. Right. But back then, you're like, there's a hill, go we go it. around the hill, then we go around the next hill. So it, it, and this road is ostensibly an American highway, you know, like not, not an interstate, but a highway. And uh, there's a good part of it where it's actually in Canada. Because <laughs> that's go, the other thing is. Had to go around stuff, right? Had to go around stuff. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, is that at that time, they didn't have satellite, they didn't have GPS, they, didn't, yeah. they couldn't say, they hadn't actually surveyed exactly where this road would be. And when they built the road, Come on. it know, sometimes passed in and out. And so the point, though, is that it, it, it came up because some guy was pissed because he'd been given some speeding ticket. And he, he was making the argument that he was actually in America. And he was being given a ticket by Canadian uh, Mountie, essentially. Uh, and But he couldn't prove exactly where he was. So then everything was you know, like... He's like, I looked at my phone, and then he, so he's trying to prove that the guy gave him a ticket when he was outside. He was at, in the U.S., which is obviously would be null right. and void. Unforceable, yeah. But unfortunately, this is also a road he has to travel <laughs> to get to and from wherever it is he goes. 
At some point, he's going to cross back in. <laughs> Pay the fine, friend. Exactly. <laughs> but it was just an interesting. Why piss that guy off? But if it is this is like little town, there's there's like a town nearby that has like. 1,500 people, and they all use the road, and they all know at some point it's in, at some point it's out, and some guy's actual farm is, is, he's a U.S. citizen, he pays U.S. taxes, but at some point, when GPS and all this stuff came along, he discovered that his, he actually lives in Canada, (laughs) because he's on, you know, because, because, you know, Sometimes both sides of the road. Right. The, the road doesn't ride along the border. Right. The road goes in and out. And so at certain points, he's, so he's on what he thought was the U.S. side. But the U.S. side had gone far enough in for all this time. And he found out when he had to, you know, they were doing like title <laughs> transfers or something like that. Right. And he was just, I don't know. And something you get all came up. And, back? and something, I don't know. No, I don't know. The point is, is like, he's an American citizen. He has an American birth certificate. Uh, but, yeah, and he was born in a hospital that was definitely on the American side. But his house is in Canada. And everything he owns <laughs> is in Canada. <laughs> so it's going to make real troubles when he goes to oh, yeah. sell it or yeah, pass it's, it on. It's going to make real troubles, period, because yeah. Canada's going to say, hey, you haven't been paying us taxes all these right, years. That's right. And the U.S. government's going, yeah, well, too bad. Too bad. <laughs> Sucker. Well, here's my theory of what you just said. Because I, I, these guys uh, who built those roads back in the day, uh, I think they got paid by the mile. And I'm sure the guy goes, yeah, it's a little tough going that way. Yeah, cause they had survey. They, I mean, they weren't as, they weren't as precise as we were. I'm thinking it's like, uh, who's going to know? We'll just go around that way. It's well, easy. yeah. It's the easier. Thing is, it's easier. If you're off by, like now we can, we, you can be, we can tell you, you can be off by like five feet and we know, right? Right. But back then, you could be pretty good, pretty accurate, and still be off by, say, 50 feet. Right. Which would make a huge <laughs> difference. Look at that. Mr. Oh, the bomber's here. <laughs> Early two weeks in a row, man. <laughs> I love it. 834 is early. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, we do. We do. You got his, you got his mic on? Uh, don't, but I shall. Okay. <laughs> it is now. It's all good. Hello, everyone out there in radio world. Yeah, man. Get yourself settled in, man. Grab a broom. That's Sit right. back and relax. Oh, yeah, we were just pontificating on the, the, the border system in uh, Canada. Tell you what, let's uh, let's take a quick break and uh, and then get it all settled in, and we'll uh, get back and get things rolling. You're listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. This is Deanna Pino. You left me standing.
erase me or just disgrace me. I must have been mistaken. You'd be back here again. Sugarland here for Rad, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. Music is one of the most important things in our lives, but nothing is more important than life itself. Music lives, and so should you. Please plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Look for a little ride. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. we got to talk. Take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. That's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. This is Raspin Stewart. You're listening to Swoop's World. We started out so innocently. We learned to take what we need. Forgive us for our greed. Let's dance. We smoke the hookah and dance. We smoke the hookah and dance. All right, well, we're live. <laughs> Welcome back to Swoops World on the Talk Store Radio Network. And uh, like we said, T-Bones has arrived. What's been happening, man? How you been this week? Oh, this week has been pretty pretty good, actually, man. Uh, nothing too eventful. You know, work is work. It's, it's there. I'm there. That's about all I can say about it. It's a positive. Uh, no, I, I have decided this last month or so of the school year that I am going to... I've, I'm picking projects at this point, you know, like I, the whole, oh, everything has to look pretty part of the school year is way over, and now I'm just like putting out fires, like who really needs some some intervention here? So, <laughs> this is good because I actually get to spend some time with America's youth yeah. now, you know. Mold like, those young minds, I'm getting, buddy. I'm, I have to get my hands dirty at this point instead of telling my, my people to do it, so uh, it's been good, you know. A few attractive moms out there, so that helps too. Yeah, it's always good. Um, but yeah, dude, it's been it's been a good. Uh, I was just talking to Swoop while you were outside that as of tomorrow it'll be single digits on the countdown. You know, down to T minus. It's ten days as of right now. So oh. <laughs> I thought you were thinking. I thought you were talking. No, like the, school, school. the school year uh, we got. Uh, all, oh, uh, he he was was year we got <laughs> Uh, you didn't yep. realize you're talking about something. Yeah. The only crappy thing that happened at, at work this week, I, I got a. Yeah. On, on that topic, I got a I got a letter from the 
facilities or maintenance department or whatever from the district saying that they were going to be refinishing the gym floor uh, during one week in the summer, and it happens to be the first week of our summer program. So I'm like, oh, cool. No gym. Sweet. You cross street at the park. Yeah. Spending a lot of time on the blacktop. Wash my hands. Apparently you have a a, a doppelganger out there. Uh, Saturday my kid, he uh, texts me. And this is, okay, the reasoning of an 18-year-old, I don't get it, but it it (laughs) made sense to him. He says, what school school does T-Bone work at? And I said, you know, I texted him back, which here. He says, oh, never mind. I go, uh, what? He goes, um, I'm over here at number nine. He was at number nine with his girlfriend. Uh-huh. He says, the guy looked just like him. I thought it was him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he, that was it. It ended it, 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 the discussion. Oh, uh, to be 18. What, what did the school have to do with it? <laughs> yeah, I work at that school. It's called number nine. <laughs> Best noodles in town. <laughs> But uh, it made sense, so I guess so. And he said, no, nah, he's all right, dude. It's not him. Uh, it was, uh, uh, that's all right. <laughs> look like him, though. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> all, all us white people look the same. It's fine. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw what I put on the uh, the Facebook a couple weeks ago. I had an interesting interaction with a Chinese food delivery guy. No. Because I, I get a particular Chinese restaurant to deliver at home sometimes and at work sometimes and the guy i called for delivery while i was at work and the guy shows up and at at the school i always have to tell him wait outside and call me and i will meet you outside they don't take kindly to food delivery people walking into the main office of the school i'm like wait outside so i yeah yeah and so i I, I go meet the guy at the gate and he's like hey do you live on the street that i live on and i'm like yeah that's me he's like oh okay i thought I, i thought i recognized you but you guys all look the same to me. <laughs> and then he goes on to introduce himself, and his name is Herbert. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm just so confused. But yeah, for him to tell me that we all look the same, I got a good chocolate. Like, nice. I resisted. You've probably the... only been ordering from like a, like a year or so, right? He's. I've been getting deliveries from from this guy yeah. all over town for like. Probably four or five. <laughs> he's, just, he's just piecing together now. Oh, that guy looks so much like, like that other guy. guy. <laughs> That's why I think you all look alike. Because yeah. <laughs> you do. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> Everywhere he goes. <laughs> Throw him a wrench. Wrench in his game. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Well, that's uh, that's pretty funny. I uh, I heard some. Uh, I actually posted something on Facebook. It was pretty funny. Some video somebody had posted. I just kind of shared it. With this guy talking to this. Uh, and she was Korean girl. It is it's hilarious because he's like, "Where are you from?" And she says, "What?" She goes, "Where are you?" She's like, "San Diego." Or whatever. Where are you from? From originally from. We're in San Diego. Oh, from from where? Oh, when she went in that, uh, <laughs> that English accent, it was hilarious. Oh yeah. my god, that was funny. Uh, sometimes, yeah, so, you know, I, some people put some pretty cool stuff together. You know, I guess you know, those little videos and vignettes. <laughs> I, I saw a good one today because I was doing a little bit of sports reading, 
and uh, you know, uh, show prep. A, a former, a former uh, Florida State football coach who was there for a long time made some comments about uh, the number one pick in the draft, Mr. Winston, about him being something of an embarrassment to the university. <laughs> Florida State? Yes. <laughs> to free shoes, you. Yeah. And some of the other folks who are currently at Florida State had, you know, some some uh, objections to that, as well as Lovey Smith over in Tampa Bay. They thought, oh, you can't say bad things about him. You know, he's, he's your boy. You got to look after him. No, the guy was, he was a clown. And so then I was reading through the list in the article of a few of his more public transgressions. <laughs> and it happened to mention the time that he stood up on a table in the student union and <laughs> said some obscene phrasing. Yes. And then I went and lo- I watched probably five or six videos, different uh, cut-ups of all the times that people have gotten run up behind newscasters or whatever and grabbed their microphones <laughs> and said that particular phrase. And that's funny, the way they all have to cut away all awkwardly. Oh, we're so sorry. Uh, we apologize. Some... Some ruffian It's a crime in some countries. Uh, you know, hey, thank God that we are not in terrestrial broadcasting because we can say fucker in a pussy and, and no one has to freak out and cut away. You know, you should crack me up when all those guys are called up in those disasters. They bump a buoy. And these newscasters, they'd be, they'd be sitting there all serious and stuff and the guy's going, oh, and go, yeah, we're going to go to Bob so-and-so from you know, the U.S. Geological Society. And he starts naming all the characters of the Howard Stern show. So, and it, usually there's some guy, there's one newscaster kind of gets it. He's like, no, we're getting pranked, we're getting pranked. Mm-hmm. And the other one's just sitting there talking to us, talking to us. Like, Baba boy, Baba boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are the days. Those yeah. kind of, uh, they, they all know now. It's, mm-hmm. prank, prank calls is... Uh, Kind of died. died down. It as was a, a fantastic as a, as thing. Art. You know? <laughs> I remember having a phone in my bedroom in middle school for like a week, and then getting yeah. it taken away. <laughs> <laughs> you got Jim Beam in a bottle. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Yeah, we we uh, the big the big thing that we me and my brother did a lot was we had a we had an Adam Sandler CD with a bunch of his comedy uh, skits on it, and there was one with a talking goat. And if you're familiar with the talking goat, you know he's not. He, he uses a little uh, saltier language than most most goats most out goat. there. Yeah. So we always had it queued up to one particular part, and whenever we would prank call somebody and they answered it, we would just hit play on the old on the old boombox that we had. You know, oh, it was a great time. The and then one time we apparently you. accidentally prank called a, a cop at his house, and then. But we were starting to call the next person. All of a sudden, he broke into our line. <laughs> you guys need to knock this off. We were like, oh, crap. Okay. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> like, all right, we're, we're done for now. Yeah. I think we all went through that phase. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, there was no breaking in the lines and stuff. It was just like, it just happened. <laughs> I remember, Star 69 was a bit of an issue for a while, too. Then we figured out Star 67. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I get, do those things still work? All those Star 6 I functions? Don't know. I mean, I, do you guys who have, who has a, who has a landlines anymore? Exactly. <laughs> I keep getting, I've gotten uh, a bunch of sales calls from freaking Charter trying to get me to upgrade my internet-only service to TV and phone. And I'm like... Ask me, will I be able to, I, get, my, I be able to get the Dodger games? 
I don't want a phone. That's just one more number for you guys to make these kind of calls to me on. That was what I told the last one. She's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to have to say it because you couldn't obviously tell that I'm not happy about this call. So. I think uh, there's an episode of Seinfeld where he gets a he gets a marketing call and he turns it around. It's pretty funny. Well, let me have your number. Let me call you. At yeah, home exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> that and trying to cancel the mail. <laughs> oh God! Are right, you listening to Swoop Store on the Talk Store Radio Network? We're ten minutes away from Brewskies. Got a good beer we're going to be tasting tonight, and then after that, we got. Uh, Anthony Davis will be calling in. We'll talk to him. He's got some thoughts and things happening in the sports this week. Of course, we've got T-Bone's timeouts and all the, all the other things we usually have going on in here. This is Flesh and Bone. This is called How I, How I Roll Up. Back after this. I'm 
this lane Spitting flames, circles around you lanes Get you lifted like a crane, it won't be no strain I'm ready to active like uranium Super like Jeff, you in a rock I mostly do that with my I'm come through and let loose and wipe your whole block out With a spot, I'll then disintegrate my target Since you hate is defined Too late to cop, I want you to got me started Trying to prove how hard you is, please don't waste my time I'm more than fine, I'ma steady with your mind My prime still I'm climbing on the rise Look at me shining, it got you blinded Redesigning, thoroughly defined Even all the haters behind Stay, you can't write me What you gonna do is make me take you out to we should have went and studied my history Never did me none of you suckers And seriously, hit me with you all I vanished mysteriously I'm flying by a hundred mile an hour Gunning on a spark them off That's how the f*** we roll the stuff and on Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. At 6 I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. At 6 I make his breakfast. At 7 I shower. Every day I wake up For at those five. caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hello, this is Exine Cervenka. You're listening to Swoops World. All it took. Like right <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, welcome back to Swoops World of Talk Story Radio Network. And it's that time. Are you about ready, Peter? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm getting there. Hit there? the cue. Hit the music. This is time for Hit the music. our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops World Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskies, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. you, bud? Well, happy Wednesday, <laughs> and uh, I just about had everything ready to go, and then it just died on me. But we are, tonight, most important part of the show here, we're drinking brews, officially, and we are drinking uh, Acoustic Ales Brewing Company. Oh, man, that just messes me up. <laughs> ah, here we go. And so what we're drinking is their GSSR. Uh, I'm guessing this is Green Bullet Summer Super Pride Raquel. I don't know what the hell that is. Um, it's a it's an IPA. Imagine that. Us drinking an IPA. Um, what do you got? You got some info for me there? No. No? I'm just wondering why it's all got the... Stuff backwards or forwards and shit? Yeah, well, it's because it's supposed to be it's supposed to be cereal. Yeah, cereal. I, I get yeah. that part, but, I mean, the, so last, here it is. the last word in particular, I don't know what we're saying. Yeah, to I don't either. So this is called Back in the GSSR. It's rye IPA with Australian and New Zealand hops. The hoppy nose on this, this is what hence they have the, to say. Hence the Nelson. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's what they have to say about their own brew. The hop, hoppy nose... The hoppy nose on this five-hop beard is pungently funky with a dash of white pepper. Essence of tropical pineapple and citrusy grapefruit are evident on the palate while the rye malt adds a delightful medium-bodied backbone to this dry IPA. Uh, 6.5% alcohol. I don't see anything uh, regarding uh, IBUs. Um, But, you know, that description is right up our alley. Um, you need one? Yeah. <clears throat> right there. Right, right there That's mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt those were uh, for the one, ticket. One's got water in it. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, that's what we're drinking tonight. Uh, it's a new brewery. They're in the Mission, Mission Brewery. Mission something. So, another San Diego brewery. I'm telling you, man, San Diego's got just... They're, 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 they're cranking they, they, them up. They are killing that. i got to tell you, as far as that goes. <clears throat> they are. Uh, they have a tasting room located at the historic Mission Brewery Plaza. That place has been empty, as far as I can recall, like for years and for years it, and for Isn't years. that what historic means? Yeah. Abandoned? Abandoned. That's what it was. It's right there off the five. Uh, so it looks like they finally actually put an actual brewery back into it. Oh, maybe there's a brewery before that you couldn't access. Um, but uh, <coughs> that's their deal. 
Uh, they geared towards, uh, here's some information about the brewery. Uh, uh, they're offering uh, craft beer, palate IPAs for the hopheads, browns and stouts for the malt lovers, session ales for the thirsty, and Belgians for the Belgio, Belgo, I don't know quite how you'd say that, Belgo-American connoisseurs. That put T-Bone right in the front of that list. <laughs> the, the Band-Aid, the Band-Aid Bruce. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, good. I've got one. <laughs> Let me take this off and drop it right in their beer. They won't even know the difference. So Acoustic Ales uh, is uh, it's a startup. Uh, it's located in the oldest standing brewery facility, just like I was saying. Uh, the historic, historic Mission Brewery Plaza, built in 1912, housed one of San Diego's first breweries, and now a century later, later actually has another brewery in it. So there you have it. A little bit of history, huh. a little bit of uh, yada yada. Um, let's taste it. Salute. Salute. Yeah. Uh, Peter, why don't you start us off? I'm liking this. Uh, I only had one taste. Uh, I got to say that rye, rye malt is an unusual thing for most beers, and it's not often used in IPAs, as far as I can tell, as far as I've uh, experienced, and I almost always like it. It adds a certain dry uh, spiciness that I think accentuates IPAs or the bigger, uh, hoppy, maltier beers, and I'm a big fan. So this is, and we've talked about this before, the IPA category here in california has become just sort of a free-for-all you can pretty much do whatever you want if you put a whole bunch of hops in it you can then call it an ipa <laughs> and uh, i think this falls into that category or you can create a new category or you can create yeah, uh, like a subcategory we've seen a lot of, we've seen a lot of yeah. those lately and i think this probably falls into that that um category but uh if, if you're an ipa fan and want something just a little bit different uh than just super super hoppy uh, I think you're going to like this one. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Timo. Yeah. Uh, it brings a little bit of a, not sharp, but just a little bit of a, an edge. Not much, though, because I've had a couple a couple of other rye IPAs that. It's easy to go way. Yeah, you can, you can overdo it. You're like, uh, whoa. It's like, that's in- like you can only drink half of one. Yeah. And, and this and this, one, this one doesn't hurt to drink. Yeah, which is nice. Um, no, the, I, I still, it's not a drink. I still all day drink beer. all the other ones. Yeah, but, but yeah, this is still not a. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit with four of these bombers and just dust them. Right. But this is this is a good time. I'm not entirely sure what's going on with the name. That's the only thing that I'm. That is weird, and I about. still haven't figured Maybe, it out. Are all of their beers named along the lines yeah. of? Popular songs. I know it's called Acoustic Ales, so I feel like there's a musical uh, component see. there. Uh, here we go. Um, oh, they got, oh, man, I got them. Let's see if we can get them all at one time. Yeah, that bro- was the problem. They're broken having. down into categories, and that's kind of a pain in the ass. As far as the beer itself goes, it's good. Yeah, I, I'm like it. I'm I like it. I, I, think it's, I think it's a very good taste in beer, man. And, and the balance, I think the balance between the. Uh, you said the rye, Peter? Yeah. Hops, hops and rye are, are real good. And, they've uh, done that. I think they've done that well, yeah. Uh, T-Bone, yeah, they have uh, Greatest Hits. They have Tush, which I believe was, uh, was it ZZ Top. ZZ Top, yeah. Willow Wolves, um, back in the GSSR. 
That's what we're drinking. Run for the hills. Run for the hills. That's uh. Hop away to the danger zone. <laughs> so those are their IPAs. Those are their IPAs. Let's right. see. Brown Sours yeah. and Porters is who they got doing here. What's doing here? Uh, shake your monkey. Shake your money maker. Right. You'll hop your rye out. Unplugged. All right. So yeah, they kind of, kind of. Uh, I see what you know. You're right. They're kind of going with the. Uh, the whole genre there. I still don't know what the R stands for this, though. G-S-S-R. Well, it's... it's Raku? Rakau? Rakau? You think it means something? Or other than the, the Beatles song, man? Well, no, no. It's based on that. But if you look at the label, G-S-S-R, right? That's a play. Hop. Oh, the Rakau or something. Yeah, right? I see that. Yeah, I Hop see. back in the G-S-S-R. It's, it's obviously Green Bullet is the G. Summer is the S. Super Pride is the other S. Oh, I don't know what the Rakau is. Raku? Rakau? Rakau? I don't know. Hopski, Blondie, and Mosh Pit. So there you have it. Peter, uh, you got a number for us. I'm liking this. Uh, very, very drinkable. It's it's not one of those, as we uh, we're, I think we all kind of agree, it's it's not one of those you're going to probably drink this all day. Uh, but it's very good. I'm going to give it uh, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a... I wouldn't give it an A, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to degrade here. Because sometimes it gives the pluses... For the, those cool labels, I'm going to give them a minus here because I think they screwed that up. <laughs> they screwed uh, seven the and a half. <laughs> screwed the pooch on that one? <laughs> yeah. Timo. Yeah, I, I can only think that they went uh, heavy on the Cyrillic and everything to counter the hopway to the danger zone part, you know, so you get a little bit of that Cold War Top Gun thing. Maybe, maybe they should throw a Rocky IV themed one in there, too. But, um, <laughs> I'm giving this a seven. And a solid seven. I mean, they they earned probably a little more than that, but they're getting a seven from me. Uh, I'm, I'm I was a seven out of the gate. Uh, no plus or minus for anything. This is <laughs> a seven for me. But uh, seven's a good number, man. Mm-hmm. Seven's a good number. Peter, what are you, what are we eating with this, man? Uh, this is an interesting beer. You're going to have to be a little bit careful because it does have not only the hoppiness but there's a spiciness, uh, a sharpness there that is going to be. Uh, a bit overwhelming for a lot of things. Um, I don't know. This is going to be a tricky one. I'm trying to think. You know, the obvious easy thing is to say meats and all that. Something heavier, but um, you know, something sharp. Something to kind of go with the, the the spiciness that goes with it. I'm, I, you know, I would be willing to try something like a something kind of different like a some uh, fusiony stuff with some, some fusiony some, stuff some spicy things where you shouldn't expect them not right. sweet spicy though no. sometimes they do that mm. but spicy asian spice uh or like you ever have one of those like super spicy like caesar salads that mm-hmm. are just like like all the original honest anchovies ingredients and everything. anchovies this will probably go with that something like that um you know maybe even some of the gonna say fish but you got to be careful there it's got to be something with lots of flavor but not so much it, it's got its own sharpness so it this is gonna be a little tougher one to pair with food i think and i uh, and i hesitate to suggest certain things just because i'm not sure it'll work, work. but you're gonna have to experiment and see a what bit of this is this this yeah, is yeah. this expert this is one of those beers that anytime i go someplace like a like a simsies or someplace like that and you know i've already kind of ordered what i want to order you know, maybe not. Maybe they're taking the beer order, and they don't have what I like. And I say to the, 
semi-trained white <laughs> staff. Well, these are the beers I normally get. They'll say, you'll love this. <laughs> and it doesn't taste like anything that I normally get. But it's, you know, I mean, I, I don't even see where they, it's, don't get me wrong, I, I like, it's a good taste in beer, but I don't see where they say, you know, you say like a ruination or something like that. Right. You go, well, how does this fit in that category? You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I mean, and it's only in that category because they've decided to call it an IPA. IPA right. Uh, this is what I end up, every time I've done that recently, this is the kind of thing that I go, okay, you don't have this, you don't have that. Here's what I normally like to drink. And they go, oh, I got one for you. And this is the style that usually ends up well, in front a, of me. It's a style that's a little bit different for the sake of being different. Um, but at the same time, I think they strike a nice a nice uh, balance here. And, and yeah. Forgive the, the word balance for it. You know, I mean, it, it has a lot of different uses in this context. But, you know, there's a lot of, like, for instance, down at, down at uh, Ballast Point last month or the month before, they had... Two different specialty versions of the Sculpin IPA. They had one that was habanero, Sculpin, and then they had a some fucking fruit, pineapple or something. Oh. I don't know. And both of them, they take a good beer and they make it a little bit less good. In, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the, the habanero True one that. in particular, it's like. This is just doing it for the sake of doing it, not yeah. for making something that's. We good. had something like that here once. We had uh, some, some kind, kind of, of chili, chili pepper, chili pepper, pepper yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this I don't think this goes to that extreme. No, yeah, that's not where no. I'm, that's what I'm saying. But you know, there's a little bit of just like, oh, we can do this, so we're gonna do it. <laughs> like and rye, rye is a legitimate uh, brewing yeah. source. I right. mean, uh, rye whiskey, I happen to love. Mm-hmm. Uh, done right, you know, uh, but done wrong it's unpalatable it's just so sharp and 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 so i respect this i think it's a it's a good effort and i think they're smart to kind of take this in the in the direction of an ipa because really this is not if, if you go to the traditional uh, of what is an ipa this probably because it's got ryan it doesn't mm-hmm. can't qualify but um they were smart to market it that way and it, i think it's an acceptable um, derivation of that concept. Are rye's uh, when you work with rye? Is that kind of like when you work with sourdough? You get that like that mother type thing. Do you do, is rye the same? Well, you can make sourdough rye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rye sourdough. Uh, yeah. Um, it, so it's, I mean, when you're when you're brewing stuff like that, you still you always have to kind of save if you want to be consistent. Don't you have to save some of the original? Um, brewing doesn't work that way you know? uh, because what they're doing is. What they're, it, this is this is very similar. The process is very similar to creating a wheat beer. Mm-hmm. A wheat beer is actually still sixty-five percent or more barley, barley. Mm-hmm. but they've added just enough. Sometimes it's ten percent. Sometimes the most I've ever heard of is more like thirty percent wheat, sixty percent, forty percent barley, malted barley, which is what beer is, right? Generally speaking, with this, I'm guessing. I don't know for sure, but it's not. It hasn't got an overwhelming rye flavor. I'm guessing this is still probably 80% barley, maybe 90% barley, and 10% rye. So all you're doing is you're adding in the mash process where you add the malted barley. You're adding some malted, or or maybe not malted rye, but you're adding some sort of rye, uh, and that ends that adds that like sharpness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so, 
in that sense, it, it's not related to the sourdough at all, except for in that you can do you can make rye, right? You can make sourdough from rye or vice versa, um, because when you're talking about sourdough, you, uh, you're talking about flours, and at yeah. that point, you've you've changed the process. Okay. Um, so in that way, they're not really connected, uh, but the flavor's there, right? I mean, anybody who's had rye bread, right. Knows that that's a whole different beast than wheat or wonder. <laughs> and and same thing. Wonder, that, do we get to put that in the bread, the bread category? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They sell on the shelf. <laughs> so I'm going to give them that. It serves a purpose. Yeah. Um, but so so rye in your beer or rye in your whiskey does a similar thing in that it 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 adds a kick because it's it's not a mild flavor whatsoever. It's a big in your face. Flavor, so it you know, it, it, which turns a lot of people off, whether it's bread or beer or whiskey. Beer for my horses, whiskey for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, so that was the what was it again? It was the GSSR back, back to the GSSR acoustic ales back to the GSSR. acoustic ales, and they're out of San Diego and uh. We have another edition of Brisky, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. That's Brisky, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Go there, join the Beer and Lunch Club. You too can get a box of beers each week. Not each week. Each month. <laughs> Twelve beers, four breweries. And uh, you also help out the show when you do that. So right. check them out. Do it. Do Woo-hoo. it. Do it now. <laughs> you are listening to Swoops Roll on the Talk Star Radio Network. About 15 minutes away from Anthony Davis, uh, former USC uh, great and NFL WS, WFL player. Uh, we had a, chance, a chance to chat with him and talk some, talk some sports. And then after that, of course, T-Bone's timeout. This is Raspin Stewart. We do what we do. Back after this. Like a circle never ends. Hey, 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 hey. Caught up in the sorrow, lost inside the pain. Listen to the rhythm of the silence of a distant train.
no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is John Gannon, and I just had the greatest time on Swoop's World here. The views and opinions. This is Parker.
back to Swoops World on Talk Star Radio Network. Are we up, Matt? I don't hear him. think so. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Welcome back to Swoops World on Talk Star Radio Network. Uh, it's about that time to get AD online, man. So let's see if we can uh, get him uh, dialed in here in just a second. Give it to me. Hey, 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 Peter, tell us a little bit about Audible.com. Audible.com. Uh, it's a great way to download books and listen to your books. Uh, when would you do that? Lots of great opportunities as you're working out, as you're traveling. I do that a ton as I'm folding laundry, which is the most painful, tedious task <laughs> in the world. Uh, as you need to drown out kids in the back, as you are doing whatever it is you need to be doing. Uh, there's 250,000 titles, lots of great new ones coming out uh, all the time, and lots of great talent performing or reading these books. Um, if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld, uh, and sign up. Your first download is free, so make sure you pick a nice, long book. Make the most of that. And uh, Swoops World will earn a few bucks that way. Swoops been reading a ton of books. Yeah. Uh, what do you been? What do you? What do you? Which sniper book are you reading now? <laughs> <laughs> next week. <laughs> I finished, and uh, my next my next what do you call it kicks in this week, so I'll. I'll figure it out next week what I'm going to listen to, but then next week I'll tell you what it is. I've been reading some, uh, listening to some science fiction stuff uh, that that's been fun, um, kind of goofy. Uh, it's called the Atlantis Gene, you know, kind of like, you know, you can figure it right yeah. out just from the title. Just like it's kind of like uh, Michael Crichton back in the day. If you could accept that we could get dinosaur DNA, then Jurassic Park, Park. could totally be real. Yeah, if you could accept certain things then this book could be totally real. <laughs> just enough kind of hard science with the goofy stuff to make it a, a very entertaining listen. No, so. no, 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 no. Uh, no gopher hole in the back of a diner. No. No. <laughs> not, no. <laughs> Different sort of goofiness. <laughs> but check it out. AudibleTrial.com. Good evening. We'd like to welcome Anthony Davis to the show, a regular contributor, five-time national champion out of the USC, two-time All-American, as well as playing in the NFL, the WFL, the CFL. And uh, we got some stats here for you, AD. The California Sun, Southern California Sun, your 1975, I believe, was your rookie year. It says uh, you had 239 attempts for 1,200 yards, 16 touchdowns. You averaged five yards a carry. You had 40 receptions for 381 yards, one touchdown, 9.5 yards. You threw 11 passes and completed four for 120 yards and one touchdown. Had nine kickoff returns for 235 yards, 26.1 yard average. Your longest was 84 yards for a TD. And it uh, sounds like you had, a, you had a great rookie season there, brother. Well, while the league lasted, so... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that, to me, that was my best year in pro football. I had a great coach by the name of Tom Fears, Hall of Famer. Also had an offensive coordinator who worked with Gail Sears in Chicago named Babe DeManchev. And uh, if, I always tell people, if I'd have had those those coaches, just like I always talk about Belichick's and, uh, and the Chuck Knowles and the Don Shulas, uh, I'd have had a lustrous career, but it didn't happen. So everybody, all those things work in conjunction. Those are some great coaches, I tell you. Best coaches ever had on a professional level. Wow. 
Well, that's, 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 that carries a lot of weight there, brother. And, well, you know, Tom Fears was the Hall of Famer wide receiver for the Rams, and, of course, he taught me everything about, you know, he extended my, my receiving game, how to run routes even better. You know, I was a pretty good route runner coming out of the backfield, but he really taught me even more about the game at that, from that standpoint. Wow. Well, outstanding, man, and uh, it, was, it was cool to see that. And, uh, and I have to admit, though, brother, that, them were some goofy-ass uniforms, man, the California Sun uniforms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, 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 they were rainbow-looking, but, you know, you know uh, they were psychedelic. I mean, it fits at the time. Southern California, down the street from Hollywood. There you go, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? Real quick, while we're still on that subject, you know, uh, you it's it's got to be kind of cool when you, you know, you play your you know you you you, you play your collegiate career near where you played your high school career, and then your your initial uh, uh, pro season was uh, was cl- still close to your uh, your collegiate uh, ball, uh, so you still had friends that could, were able to come come watch you play live, huh? Well, yes, you know, I, you know, a lot of people thought I should have been one of the Rams' first-round drafts because they had three draft choices, three first-round draft picks that year, if you can believe that. A lot of people thought I should have been drafted by the Rams, and, of course, afterward, they, you know, I ended up with them. But, yeah, it was nice, the fact that, you know, you can come right down the street and see me perform, and right there in the USC home base as well. So yeah. I was definitely a Southern California player. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get us uh, since, let's, since we're talking football. Let's just jump right into it, man. This year, this week, uh, the the NFL came down. Uh, they said they're going to suspend uh, Tom Brady for for four games. Uh, you and I had talked about this during the week. Uh, then we came out and uh, we had some we had we had some talk about that. Uh, tell us your thoughts. Well, first of all, you know, uh, you know, as it is, I think it wasn't it Peyton Manning or Tom. Tom went to the NFL uh, back in 2007 or 8 talking about the balls and pressure and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I don't know how true it is or whoever it was was on that committee of quarterbacks. Listen, you know, you got to go by the rules. Well, in, in the scope of life, inflation or inflation of football is very minor in overall society. I mean, we're talking about a football game. Of course, you're talking about millions of dollars and stuff at stake. And as it is, the sad thing about the situation, as much as I like the way the Patriots have systematically done right in drafting and scouting, well, there's a culture of so-called cheating. And, uh, uh, and I think that if, if Tom would have came straight out and just would have said, hey, look, you know, I, the ball was deflated a little bit. I like it this way, blah, 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 blah. You know, I, we talked about it years ago. Uh, if he'd have done it that way, I think the heat wouldn't be so much. Or either he is tight-lifted, not saying much. He's already lawyered up, getting ready for the pill. And I think they're going to let the bomb do whatever they can. But but whatever you say, whatever how he comes out, if he doesn't have suspicion in one game, two games, three games, four games, whatever it is, it's already tainted everything because the perception in society now is that he cheated. And and, and 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 the organizational role already has a history of deception anyway. What everybody's put out, they've been fined already once for Spygate, and then there are former players and former coaches like Don Shula that think they che- is a cheating organization. So I mean, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, what he should do is come out clean. He's he he should verbalize himself the way he plays football. He should go right at him. If it's something he didn't do, you go right at them. No, no, no pussyfooting around. You tell me, I didn't do this. 
And if there's, some, if there's any discrepancy in the way those balls were, I take the total blame of that. As a matter of fact, he should back those, those equipment men, those guys. Those four guys are, gonna, are, are, are sad for what happened to them. So what he needs to do is step up, not the organization, not Bill Belichick, and, uh, and come clean. Or you do a roundtable with Bill Belichick, owner Kraft, and yourself, and discuss it, and have them there when, you, when, when you're dealing with this appeal process. I would, I would do that. I really would. I would, have, I would call them in and see what they knew and done. And, you know, Mr. Kraft doesn't know anything because he's a great owner and stuff, but the bottom line is he's going to stand up behind his, his franchise quarterback. But he needs, to sit, he needs to come back and be adamant with his gun shooting. Hey, listen, I didn't do this, and if you did do it, admit it, take, take, take it like a man and, and, and move on. Well, I'm going to play a little, uh, as Peter would say, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. Um, you know, everybody is assuming that, uh, you know, you, you talk about the perception, and then the perception is not always the truth. Right. Um, and so uh, I can see why, uh, you know, he's not getting involved in a lot of stuff. He's going to sit there and he's going to file his appeal and stuff like that. Uh, right. You're right. You're, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a big game, big, big scheme of things, yeah, I would step up and say, listen, you know, prove it. I didn't do it, whatever, you know, along those lines. Or, hey, <laughs> I, I got by. For, I thought I was going to get one over on you. But he hasn't done that. But everybody has assumed he's guilty. Uh, you know, even even the uh, the people who did the, uh, the the investigation came out with over 200 pages. They didn't prove it. They just said more likely than not, which is pretty much a civil legal term. Yeah. Um, right. And so – you know, I could see why I could see why I didn't want to hand over his uh, his text. I mean, I, I I don't want to hand over anybody my my text, and I got really nothing there to worry about. But um, you know, that those are all really. You know, when you when you start to, when you start reading the really? text, they're uh, you know it's subjected to the to the reader. You you know they, they don't get the they don't know the relationship between people. They don't know the, the nuances. It's just you know words typed on the page. So I can see I could see that too. Uh, you have a point. And in 2006, he and Peyton Manning, they were the catalyst for a rule change that allowed the NFL to provide their own footballs and games. And it says, Brady apparently was livid about the condition of the footballs in the Patriots' win over the Jets in October of 06, complaining that they felt like bricks. According to the report, Yastrzemski said he tested some of the footballs the next day, and some of them supposedly measured close to 16 PSI. Says, uh, which was you know way over the thing. Uh, they said it's well known fact. Yeah, well known fact that Brady likes his footballs at twelve point five. Apparently, uh, the, the rule that came out of that was uh, back then. I guess the home team always provided the balls, and then in the rule that came out with you know with the uh, you know the PSI measurements that they had to be within certain range was that you could provide your own footballs. Uh, one of the questions I have though, uh, AD, is. Uh, uh, the, you know the refs. The refs handle the ball every every play. Um, why did not? Why didn't the refs? Uh, if the ball was so much underinflated, why didn't the refs uh, did handle the ball and you know set it down in front of center, uh, uh, rec- recognize that themselves? Well, first of all, uh, I think some some of the refs knew it. I think some refs let it skate. But I can tell you now, they're not going to let that happen now. I mean, they're going to have one guy on the field. That's all he's going to do is check the ball before they put it down in the center. Now, that's a good question. How come they weren't been checking it? Especially with the, when you got the two names, two faces in the NFL going to the commission, going to the rules committee. Hey, look, I don't like the way these balls are. And they implemented it to bring your own balls. So 
what the, what the refs have, should have done, they should have been checking that period from A to Z. They didn't do that. Well, guarantee you, they're going to they're going to do it now. As a matter of fact, they're going to implement that with, and they're probably going to, <laughs> with the money they made, they're going to hire somebody. That's all they're going to do is check balls. As crazy as that might sound, that's what's going to happen. And the refs should have been checking those balls in every stadium. Well, I mean, the ref then, at that point, I mean, the ref grabs the ball in the sense that he picks it up and he walks over and he sets it down. But he doesn't have to throw the ball. He doesn't have to do anything really taxing with it. So, I mean, there's short of having the ref carry a pressure gauge, there's not right. a lot that's really going to be expected of no, him. Well, the guy who, the guy who, the guy who complained about the ball being underinflated, he just he, I, he either intercepted it or, pick, or picked it up and said this ball's underinflated. He also, it almost wedged into his face mask. I mean, it was. Is that, is that what happened there? Yeah. No, but, he, you know, but, here, but, 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 here, but here it is, okay? You know, if you can do it with a timeout, if you can do it between TV time, and you, and you, and, you, and they're gonna they're gonna do that. They're gonna check the weight of the ball. They're gonna check, and they can stick, and they're gonna have in truck with the technology. They're gonna have some, somebody gonna poke it in the in the ball, and they're gonna check it. That's what they're gonna. That's what they're gonna do now. That's what they're gonna going to do. I mean, they will check these balls from here on out. They will have somebody specific to check the ball. Well, like once you once you once you've established a rule that says each team gets to provide its own balls. Yeah. What's the point? I mean, well, then the other team gets to provide the super hard ball or whatever that they want, and Tom Brady gets to play at the ball he wants. It's like no, once no, you've no, established what, a rule no, about no, no, what's going to ha- what's going to happen. Everybody's going to have a set of balls, and they're going to check those balls on the field. I know, but it's it's absurd. Like either 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 say every ball has to be. 15 PSI, whatever. Right. Pick a number. Pick then, a number. And then it's, it's late, that number. Then, then and every single like ball, right? Every single ball is going to be that. Or you guys, you're the home team. You get your four balls, six balls, eight balls, whatever. And you guys over there, you get your balls. And there's allowed to be variance. If there's allowed to be variance, then what's the issue here? It just it seems yeah, absurd. I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. This is my opinion. I mean, I've already talked to some guys. This is going to happen. They're going to have somebody. That's all his job is is to check the ball from the equipment. That's all they. That's all they're going to do. And they're going to have. They're going to, have, they're going to have air there, and they're going to have stuff. Whatever. Whatever it is, they're going to adjust those balls and make sure those balls are the right psi. Period. In the story. That's one more reason. That's where. Not that's to what it's. Co- it sounds so crazy, much. but that, that's where it's come to now. Yeah. And matter of fact, and like and like like I said, when Brady and Peyton Pey- Pey- Manning went to the league, they opened up that Pandora's box. <laughs> You know, here's here's the thing, though. Is it's it's you know, I I already believe collegiate football is the best sport ever, and you know what? If if the if the NFL continues to do things which are really gonna they slow it's, it's going to slow the game. Uh, they're making some rules changes that kind of I think are, are taking away some of the exciting parts of the game. I think they're going to lose a lot of people. I understand the situation here. But, you know, and it's, it's all about the quarterback's grip. But yet these receivers wear gloves that just, I mean, you, it's like Velcro, man. You can catch, you, catch, you know, it, 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 you gotta, where, what's, why is one thing acceptable and the other thing is not acceptable? I mean, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's pretty well, that's true. Ridiculous. See, and I don't wear gloves, okay? I don't wear any gloves. No, cold, hot, whatever, no indifference. Mm-hmm. You know, I probably had some, you know, I probably had some, uh, some, some sticking with stuff on that you put on our socks and stuff. But I never wore gloves. We didn't wear gloves. 
And he, that's just like if a ball hits somebody's fingers on a stage right there. So I'm just it's like you said, it's Velcro now. But I'm just saying, you know, go back to the old days. Take the gloves off and, and, and check your balls, whatever you want to do. You know, but but it's, but but those days are long gone. Well, there's an there's high a, tech, it's high tech football now. There's an interview, and I, I think it was Fred Dreyer uh, uh, was interviewed a couple of days ago, and and he thought this whole thing was was a farce. He says, you know. Roman Gabriel used to wear that towel in front of him. He said that he had, he had stick him underneath that towel, and he, you know he just wrap you know grab a little bit of stick him on his fingers and you get a good grip on the ball, and uh, you know let it fly. So you know the, none of this stuff is new, and, and and the league you know the league is uh, the league is it's under fire for a lot of things the last couple of years, and right. they're making a big deal out of this. And I understand you know people, I think that's half the reason it's going on. Well, it's it like, is half the reason. Let's slap. Uh, let's slap this this superstar who's super famous, and let's hey everybody look yeah look over here because don't look over here to the real troubles we got going on. So I would I would I would see shit. this I would see this more of a big deal if this was discovered at the end of the game type of thing. They discovered it right before halftime, I believe. So we know the whole second half, the balls were exactly where they wanted them to be. Uh, me, if they discovered and a game before, that it they, made no difference. Yeah, if they discovered it before halftime, they should have thrown a flag or made them kick off the further deep, you know, whatever type of thing, whatever some lame ass penalty. I mean, it, to me, it's, it's it's like jumping off sides or encroachment or it, it's, it, it doesn't even raise the level of pass I interference. You, I, I yeah. agree with AD on one of the things he said a while back that I feel bad for the guys. The locker room guys that are totally getting boned. Oh, they're getting hosed. Mm-hmm. Been, two guys have been suspended indefinitely, indefinitely yeah. as a result of doing the bidding of a guy who, yeah, he's taking the brunt of the public shaming for this. But Tom Brady is not going to – he's not going to lose sleep over missing – Or money. Missing out on three, <laughs> three million, million bucks dollars? or whatever. No, you know? he loses a million. A million? million eight, million eight for six. Four games. Four games he only makes okay, a million eight. That's a chunk of change. What that's, a what, that's what they said. He's going to lose a million <laughs> eight. If I'm, if I'm Bob Kraft and I'm, if I'm Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, the first thing I would do is bring those guys back. Once they find out what's going on, you bring those guys back. But the problem with AD is, 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 is they can't bring them back because the league has suspended them indefinitely. They've already said that one guy cannot work in the, uh, work in the, any, have anything to do with the equipment on game day. Uh, the other guy, if if if, if they if they allow him back, he's not allowed to do anything in the game. They, they, the Patriots need to lobby to get those guys back. To the period, end of story. Because because it wouldn't be that they were just doing what they were told to do. Uh, they knew what they were doing was against the rules. They just and didn't then, figure. And, they you're were assuming they have, did it. They were, they didn't get their <laughs> they didn't figure they were going to have their livelihood entirely cut yeah, off while the person absolutely. while the person I mean, you who know, was I mean, probably if, the if driving force of it gets to miss out look, on a fourth. He said, "Tom, you're breaking the rules. You can't do this." Yeah, it's if you want to do it, you come do it yourself. Well, they're not going to do that. These, these guys are probably this making is, like this 80, is exactly why this is exactly why Brady had nothing to say because everybody has already convicted the guy. And I, and I probably I probably wouldn't have anything to say either. You know, it's like you know what? Talk well, to my attorney. Anyone who's ever been in in you know the crosshairs of the law, you deny, 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 he and say denied. as little as possible. He's denied the fuck out of it. Come on. No, no. I mean to, 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 to the league. He hasn't, he hasn't said anything. To You're me. right. He's denied to the media. Yeah. 
And that's, you know, hey, deny, deny, say as little as possible. But It's know. absurd. But one of the, the one of the other the things, the fact that we've spent the last nine minutes talking about this is absurd. One of the other things, AD, is is is, is, is the uh, when I talk about some of these investigations, pay no attention to that the, man. The, 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 the investigation, they made a big deal about you know uh, Brady Man gave these guys autograph whatever or jerseys or helmets or whatever, but you know you read some of the stories, he's given autograph gifts and stuff. To people constantly, they say, you know, teammates, uh, uh, people, you, know, and, you know, here's another thing. If, if I work in the locker room, you think that uh, eventually somebody's going to throw me a bone and, and give me a signed fucking ball or some shit, right? Uh, why, that doesn't, to me, that doesn't lead me to believe that because this guy has given you a jersey over the years or a helmet over the years or a ball over the years, uh, that's like payoff for doing, doing his bidding. And I think... You know, these are the kind of assumptions that were made, well, whether they're true or not, but they don't prove anything. They're assumptions that are made. I think the, this report from the portions I read, which is pretty much the summary part, it's a lot of, a lot of leaps are being made. And, uh, and I'm not saying the guy's not, listen, this is a guy that pissed me off with the tuck rule back in the day because <laughs> us Raider fans are never going to get over that. But the thing is, is the, the, the leaps that they make to, to make to come to these conclusions would never stand up in a court of law. And, it, and it's, it's kind of a, uh, what you, like a banana republic, right? Is that that's the yeah. term I'm looking for, well, Peter? Yeah. All I'm telling you, they're ready to, well, I understand they're ready to go to court. Yeah. I mean, you just, I mean, you know, he's not going to let it, he's going to fight and if he's going to take an image shot and they go to court. But, you know, but you know in, the, in, in the court of public opinion, even if they go to court and win, you know, uh, the damage has been done. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever happens, even if he gets it all, Escaped or, or, or removed, the damage is done. The public, if the public perceives that you've done something, it's there. Oh, especially, I, when it comes to, especially when it comes to sport. I agree, and this is this is one of the issues I have with with, with the public in general. It seems like uh, the we feel uh, better if we can tear down somebody who's who's who's, who's you guys won four freaking Super Bowls. And you know if he's guilty, fine, let it ride and and, 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 yeah. and do do your time and everything. But it seems like every time there's an opportunity to knock knock the top dog down, if you can't beat him at his own game, you can't beat him on the field, knock him down, you know, in a situation like this. Uh, you know, it's the same thing, you know, regardless of how you feel about these people that I'm gonna name it's like people get a, get a joy out of seeing these guys fall if, if they've been on the top of the world, uh, and it's not. It's usually not doing what they're like. You talk, we were talking the other day about Tiger Woods, right? You know, everybody was so excited to see him crumble, his marriage crumble, uh, because nobody could beat him on the on the, on the course. Now, now his game's gone to shit, of course, but. It seems like no matter who it is, uh, whether it's a politician, well, that, uh, screw them because they're usually yeah, they're, oh, but yeah. especially with the athletes and and, and 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 people in the in the news, it seems like there's a whole thing of getting pleasure out of seeing these people get knocked down, and uh, I, I, that, I don't understand that. The word is Schadenfreude. <laughs> you got to remember, you got to remember that is human nature. That's just part of society. That's oh, that's man. You know that's 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 just the way it is. I mean, when you're at, when you're on top, good-looking guy, supermodel, got all the money, four Super Bowls, super, six Super Bowl appearances. Hey, listen, he's a target. I can relate to that because I was a target. So I can relate to everything that this man has gone through. When you're on top, 
it's hard to stay on top. And when you're on top, you got targets coming from the men, men, women, all of them, everyone. So jealousy is a sickness, and resentment is a sickness. So that's what Tom Brady's dealing with now, you know, and, and, and with the perception of other things going on, which, which Tom not really was a part of his part. He wasn't involved in Spygate. That was, that, was, that was something else. He didn't do that. You know, and, and, and we'll find out. And I'll be interested to find out what happens with him. But, yeah, you're right. When you're on top, they try to cut the top of that mountain off. But, you know, with me, I didn't care what people thought of me. And maybe Tom's the same way. I don't know how thick his skin is. But, you know, you know me. I always told you. You can kiss it where, on, you, you can kiss it where it don't shine and the dirty spot. And the dirty spot. So I'm just <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think, hey, listen, I don't think Tom Brady's losing any sleep over all of this. I think he's he is, is, like, is like anybody who's got a big, you know, a big public image. It's damage control. Uh, trying to control as much of the damage uh, as possible because the bottom line of a lot of these guys is, is they make more money in endorsements than they do in, in doing their actual job. So, you know, that's what you kind of that's what you want to try to do is eliminate eliminate the damage when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, the Patriots are probably looking at this going, "Wow, he misses the first four games. You know what that means? Come playoff time, he'll be fresher. <laughs> yeah, and, win win. And uh, their backup Garoppolo's got four games under his belt. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a, a win win for them." Oh, without without a doubt, I think. Well, yeah, I would. I mean, you guys. I mean, Ad, I know you've you've messed with a football when it's brand new out of the box. I mean, it's, absolutely, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Touch them all. A brand new football. So I'm just saying, is, so I'm, so I'm, but I was saying to you about Peyton and, and but by Peyton and Brady. They open up that door, so that's what happened back in 2007. Is that right, Keith? 2006 or seven? 2006. That's, 2006. 2006. But, 2006. And that's but about... I'm saying, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying to you, I believe that all the quarterbacks have some manipulation to do something with all the balls when they come out. Every 32 quarterbacks. Oh. I believe that. I could be totally wrong, but it ain't yeah, just because, Tom. Because if Tom when, did anything, it's when, everybody. Yeah, the whole, but the whole thing is that the league puts one – criterion in place for the balls before the game and that is psi psi there are so many other things that anybody who has to handle a football wants to happen to it between the time it comes out of that box and the time you throw it and you know a a brand new football it's it's slick and it's hard and it's a piece of hard plastic and we used to i used to take uh i used to take the balls over to the track because the track ran around the football Mm -hmm. field just like it does everywhere else right and that was like gravel. Yeah. And I used to I used to rub and yeah. scuff it, just like you do with a brand new piece, uh, brand new shoes, right? Yeah. Brand new dress shoes. You get the dress you shoes. You got to scuff them a little bit I so you don't exactly slip on your ass. I did the same thing, uh, so that so oh. that when I held the football and went to throw it, it didn't just it didn't slip out of my hand like a banana. Yeah. And so so, so the my whole thought there is that do whatever you want with it. In those parameters, that there is no measurable thing on game day, but the PSI, if they have a rule about it, you should put it in those numbers. Like as stupid as it is, yeah, that's it's that's it, right. You're, you're entire, right, but I'm just, but I'm just saying they're, they're going to go to extreme measure now. They're yeah. going to have somebody on the field. That's all they're going to do. Yeah, I'm and that's like just like I said before. That's one more reason for me not to want to give my money to the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> just it's these well. Well, you need, I, you need I, to hear about the other story we're going to talk about. I guess about I can't the wait. That, 
that is unbelievable what's going on now. That's another thing. That's oh, black yeah. Guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we could seg into that right now. I mean, Swoop is indisposed at the moment, but I, I, that is just, whew, our tax dollars at work, bro. Well, the latest thing is, is, is that, you know, they have, they honor veterans. Yeah, yeah. They honor veterans. And I think it's a six or seven teams got paid to honor the veterans. Yeah, the, 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 defa- the Department of Defense spent five and a half million dollars. Oh, yeah, I got that story They right gave here. five and a half million dollars directly to NFL teams to basically put on commercials before the games and say, honor this veteran. He's a local guy, you know, let 70,000 people clap for him. Those you people were going to do You know what they anyway. need to do? If, 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 the, if the War Department gave them that money, just take the money and turn around and just, just donate it to the, the wounded warriors, okay? Or veterans' charities or something. Or put it in the fund where you can hire these homeless veterans. How dare you take the money like that? What did they make? Eleven, ten, twelve billion dollars last year. You're just gonna take this money from the War yeah, Department? That, that's pretty crappy. I no, think that's the part bottom of line is, is, they, is they should they should be doing that gratis. Yeah, and I Absolutely. I think that the the entire reason, the only reason that the NFL, what a week and a half, two weeks ago, said they're not going to pursue renewing their tax exempt status, I think they already knew this story was coming out. And they said, hey, we've already been taking a beating well, on look, this. You I look at this, some of those this things. This is the time to say now. We're going <laughs> to That's why Brady's getting times. hammered. <laughs> well, Don't look yes, at exactly. the man okay, behind the curtain. It says, it, it, talk, you know, it talks about uh, the teams that got money. I mean, uh, see. The JETS were the ones that got the biggest uh, publicity really? off of it. I well, think. the Bengals got 138960 Cleveland got 225 Packers got six hundred thousand. Steelers got thirty six thousand. Vikings got six hundred five thousand. The Jesus. Falcons got a million forty nine five. Falcons. Buffalo million. Bills got six seventy nine. Cowboys sixty two five. Dolphins twenty thousand. Rams got sixty thousand. And uh, you know, there's a whole bunch more. I mean, it's just that's it's that's ridiculous. terrible. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Goddamn ridiculous. Let me tell you something. Anybody go fight bullets? That goes overseas. So our asses to get on radio and talk like this all the way we do, and they and they protect our rights to do that. The NFL should give them red carpet and pay them to come on the field. Yeah. Well, you know the the, the worst thing about this uh, AD is is uh, they every time we show this on TV, and, and the teams act like they're you know they're being you know. You know, generous. Generous. She's like, oh, let us recognize so and so today, and uh, here's our here's our men in service, and you sons of bitches are getting paid to do that. You know, do do it because you, it's the right thing to do. You yeah. know, and, <laughs> yeah, it probably is. But at the same time, the military loves opportunities for propaganda, and this sure. is just one of those outlets for it. I mean, it, I hate to say it in those terms, but this is what it is. The military chose to spend that money. They didn't have it. Wrenched from their hands. No, but the, all they paid more teams. I'm saying they it, paid more teams to do it than actually used it for that purpose. I'm saying both, both sides are dirty in this. That's that's my point. I'm not I'm not trying to say anything about which what, is why the NFL wants you to be focused on Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't want to take anything away from what anybody does when they go out and decide to sign their life away and say I'm going to go strap up and actually be in service to this country but the people who signed uh, those checks to these nfl teams are 
as they're as horrendously yeah. guilty of this as, entire PR fiasco as yeah. every NFL team that accepted those dollars. So it's it's NFL. propaganda and greed in the worst it's possible a bad, combination. Bad, bad combination. Yeah. yeah, you get those two things. Well, right. a lot of, when the reports came out like this, you know that you know as the general public you thought right away. That's just flat out greed. Yeah. No consideration for these veterans coming home after they protect our our freedoms to do this, and they should be, and they should champion any of these veterans. I mean, you know, here you got a stadiums in all around the country, and you got veterans that come here that are sitting around close to those stadiums that are homeless. You know, mm-hmm. donate the money where you can help these guys, and 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 who not better to get these, these guys are very disciplined guys to go over there and fight war. Those are the guys who need to get these jobs first. You need to take care of these guys. They, did, they they protected our country. And, you know, let me tell you something. Every time I see a veteran, I don't care what war has been. V, you know, World War II, Korean, Vietnam, Desert Storm, Iraq. I, you know what I do? I stand up and applaud them and, and acknowledge any time I see a veteran. That's what I do. Period. Wherever I go. I've given money to some home. I've run into home and I've given money. I've fed a few of them. So I'm just telling you, it's appalling how our country treats our veterans. It's unbelievable. And I'm going to keep voicing that as long as I live. The United States government and anybody who has a lot of money and have surplus money should help these guys. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the whole thing is, is tawdry. It's a mm-hmm. bit... Uh, it's just hard. It's just one of those things. It's, it, it touches on one of those subjects that, you know, because, uh, you know, freedom is not free, you know, to use the cliche. Uh, and it just seems like, well, maybe freedom can be bought sort of thing. It, it just puts a bad light on everybody when it happens this way. Uh, honoring honoring people who have, have served – whether it's in 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 uh, in the military or in other ways, you know, in any sort of service um, is commendable. But having to pay to honor those people is it no. just seems, well, but, and, and it demeans what these people have exactly, actually done. It does. It demeans it because it turns them into advertising. Yeah. What and I believe, what, what I just believe, I, I just believe the general public when the stories came out like this, that had to hit them. That had to, that hit, that hit me in the stomach. And I haven't been. I have, I'm not a veteran. I was almost. I was almost. I was almost in war as a young 78 year old kid coming out of San Francisco, going to Vietnam. I don't know how I got out of that. But the bottom line is, it had to hurt people, and, hit, and it was like a punch in the face when I heard that. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. You got to be kidding me. That's just that was just appalling to me. Because yeah. I have some veterans. Yeah. Friend. yeah. It's, and, uh, it's just... and, and I just can't believe. And, and, and I know and I, I know the NFL's going to rectify it. They're not going to take any more money. If any money comes in, they're going to direct that money to somewhere else. Yeah. And it's coming out of the War Department? Are you kidding me? And, yeah, Defense know, the, Department. Well, they it, can't take it anymore because the, the, the new budget, the new uh, budgeting guidelines for the, from the Pentagon are not going to allow the you know, amount of money they can spend on stuff like that. So. But at the same time, they've never done it in the first place. But the and and here's the one part where I will stand up for the ass clowns in the DoD that signed off on this is that they 
they have a hard time recruiting talented people to the military right now. Aside from aside from the academies, they've got a whole bunch of you know jobs why? to fill. And you they've just got, answered and it's it. A you know why? Sell. You just answered it. That's the reason why. Look, when you when you hear stories about how veterans can't get medical attention to the VA hospitals, when you hear stories about when they come back they can't eat, when they come back here they can't barely feed their family, that's why they can't recruit people. That's part of it too. They're defeating their own purpose. If you're going to mistreat guys coming home from Iraq and Afghanistan, that's what's going to happen. That's why you're not going to be able to recruit people, because you don't think they come home and don't tell the stories? You don't think these people see what goes on? You know, hey, you know, we in this country have to get our priorities together, you know, especially when it comes to those people. They go over there and fight bombs every day and fight bullets, and for us to sit around, my black ass, to get on radio and be able to talk to you guys about anything I want. And, you know, and I don't take that for granted because, look, I've traveled around the world. I've been around. And I, had, I always had a sense that it was, it was something totally different from this country. You know, this country might be had their bad points and whatever it is, whatever the issues that you might have. But at the end of the day, this is the best country on the planet. And these guys go out there and protect our country. For us to go to the baseball stadium. For us to go to the NBA arenas, for us to go to the NFL stadium and do all the crap we do. Oh, yeah, man. You, you should kiss the ground these guys walk on. You know, and, and, and if anybody disagrees with me, there's something wrong. You need to go see somebody. You need to talk to some psychiatrist or something. Because if you don't believe and think the way I think and the way we think, you're on another planet. Well, it, it, here's, 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 you know, let's get a little the last word on this one here, man. It's, it's, the 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 issue for for me is is the fact that all these teams took the took the money, only a few of them did what they were, what they were going to do, and in the way also the way that a lot of times it was presented. Uh, I, I mean, listen, I think they I think these guys should be recognized. I've been to games when they have been. I've been to games when you had the flyovers uh, by the Blue Angels and things like that. And it's 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 remarkable and it's 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 a sense of pride and all that kind of good stuff. But don't come out, don't don't start pounding your chest like you're doing something great when you're getting paid to put that on, you know. Like you said, if you're gonna you know take that money and, and donate it to a good cause, to a good veteran cause, well, uh, you know, and just not those flyovers and things like that are different. A lot of times the teams actually pay whatever they need to do. But the bottom line is you help these guys, sure you help these needy people. Are you kidding me? These people sacrifice for us. You know, what I mean, come on. Let's uh, let's 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 change subject real quick here, Ad. We, we, you and I were talking about the NBA, the playoffs. Uh, you know what's been happening with this. It, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird. You, you see some games. Uh, Clippers blew blew out Houston two games, and then they get blown out the next game. Uh, uh, the, you know, it's, it, it's it's kind of like every man. Uh, you know, everybody's got a shot at this one here. And who's going to be left standing? And the whole NBA is up for grabs as far as I'm concerned. You never know who's going to be in it. And not only the, 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 first of all, the traditional teams are not in there. There's no L.A. There's no Miami. There's no, there's, well, the Chicago's in there. But you got no, you got no New York. You got no Knicks. So, therefore, uh, who knows? We might have a Houston, I doubt it, a Houston-Atlanta finals. You just never know. Or, you know and I think the ideal final will be either Golden State or Cleveland. I think a lot of people would like to see Golden State and Cleveland. 
If we end up with a Houston-Atlanta final, I think we should all lobby for the NBA to move all seven games of that series to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but see, you know, but but but, but that can happen, T-Bone. That can happen. I'm telling you, it's true. That can happen. No, it's wide open this time around, man. It's, it's, it's wide open. More wide and, you know, open and, then, than and then also, I was I was talking to Keith earlier early about the fact about the Clippers. You know, everybody was talking about the marketability of the Clippers being in the backyard of the Lakers and everything. And first of all, if I if I'm Bomber, the the, the owner of that team, I'm moving that team because Wait. I'm moving to Seattle, uh, where he's from. Uh, well, but the problem is, look, they're never going to take the spot of the Lakers. Look at all the banners the Lakers have. Look, the the, the, the Sterling regime uh, didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. The problem is, 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 is L.A. is a fickle town, man. And if, 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 the, if, the, if the Clippers remain on top more than a couple of years, people will be saying Lakers who, and, man. And Bus Jr. has proven that he is not Bus Sr. Oh, no. So but but, 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 but you got to remember, here's the situation, okay? Here's the situation. In the NBA, this is the only place where two teams play in the same venue. It's all about brand and venue, you see. You know, and and, 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 and that is, that is, to me, I always thought that was that was not good anyway. Because when I look at the, the Staples Center, that's Lakers' home. I mean, the, the Clippers are just there. It's like they're the stepchild of that of, of that building. You know, you're gonna change the floor, you change the bangs. Look, they need their own house to play in. Psychologically, that's good for the for the team, knowing that you got to walk in and knowing you got to watch. And you remember. The Clippers used to have to look at the the, the Laker banners. Not anymore. They cover them up with selfies. <laughs> whatever it is, but I, so I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot of talk about is it possible that can happen. You know, if, if not, move it, move it down south. You know, move it to Anaheim. You know, it's a, go down there. I think they I mean, should go back to the Forum. The Pond. Somebody <laughs> go to the Pond. Well, well, well whatever it is, but, but you got to establish your own. In my opinion. You know, you you got to establish your own venue, your own brand. You can't establish your brand in the Staples Center. You just can't do it. This guy has enough money. Just move, build him another venue if you don't like it. Move him or something. I think it's amazing. Just on that like, on that topic, but a little bit aside, I think it's amazing that the Staples Center hosts three professional sports teams that hold, that at the same time that each play 41 home games in a season. So, I mean, in a span of six months, that that place has a game going damn near every day. And don't forget, I mean, it's WWE SmackDown. Well, yeah. And the only reason I bring that up, AD, is because it's going to seg into something that we're, ta- we're going to talk about a little bit later in terms of this whole NFL stadium hostage negotiation situation where the NFL has teams holding their municipalities – for ransom, saying that they're going to jump ship if they don't get well, but, you know, all this you crap. The and yet, the, like... but, but my whole thing is that the, the Staples Center, it was an expensive building 15 years ago when it was built. 20 years ago now, what? It's been a while. Um, right. 2000-ish. Uh, it's, it's, it's at least 20 years now. Uh, I don't know about at least, but it's, it, it, it's not, whatever. It's it, that range. That, yeah. range. that building that building was expensive <laughs> when it was built, and it was state-of-the-art-ish when it was built. And, and, you know, it's... Yeah. That building gets used all the damn time, and the NFL wants us to wants cities and counties to pay hundreds of millions of dollars for a building that gets used ten times for the product they're putting on the field. 
Well, and, uh, what you're hearing now is you come in California. California doesn't have any money. You've got to privately build these stadiums. You can't do that anymore. You've got to privately fund these stadiums now. No uh, more state, no more tax good. money. Sorry, back to the Clippers. No, 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 no. <laughs> hang on a second, though. No. You know, it, 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 the, uh, it, you know, he's got a point. You know, if you're talking about, if you're talking about the communities having to front, front the bill, yeah, I think you, it, it makes sense to have two teams playing in an existing I give, stadium. I give this is the smartest thing fiscally that LA has, has ever done. Anybody ever heard of the the Meadowlands? Yeah, apparently they play a couple of uh, games there, <laughs> and, and they're not even they're not even the number number one market. They're in New Jersey, exactly. But there are two teams that play through there. And they play the whole time. And it's an open-door stadium and that plays in the winter. And it's still only 20 games, including preseason. Exactly. Still 20, can it be done? It's, yeah, it can. It but, obviously but it's can sti- be But done. it's still 20 days out of the calendar year. Well, they, they hold a whole bunch of concerts. They do. But, but, here's, here's but the, the product that is holding it hostage is, right. is putting up 20 days of entertainment, and four of those days are bullshit because they're preseason games. You have to, yeah. you know what, you, you do have to, you have to hand it to the, the, to the crews. I mean, you could have a Laker or a Clipper game those in the video, daytime, time and, then, and, then, and then have a hockey yeah. game just a few hours later, or a concert the next or day, circus. or a circus. <laughs> it's amazing, Between it's amazing, yeah, how much they can... Uh, and they have those uh, those uh, indoor motocross things and yeah, uh, rodeos and That's right, yeah, yeah, all kinds of crazy. I, shit. I give I years. give the Staples Center crew a lot of credit. I get what you're saying, AD, about the Clippers wanting, possibly needing their own building to establish an identity, but I I just don't see it in this climate where it's feasible. I I think that Seattle is desperate to you know prove themselves a major league worthy city again which i think is really silly considering that they have you know a baseball and a football franchise and a soccer team too you know that counts i guess i'm um, just telling you it, it's a lot of talk with that i think that you know it i just when i have been following way more closely than i ever wanted to all of the developments on both the san diego and la sides of this uh, potential stadium deals that we've got going on here coming Carson. up, and yeah, and not L.A. Carson. Uh, and I, it's it's just such a screw job for the for the actual municipalities, and to see to see cities jump up and down for the opportunity to throw money away for for quote unquote prestige and pride. It's it's silly to me. I mean, I and I I. I I just think it's absurd. It doesn't really even make sense for Carson to build a stadium when they have the Home Depot Center, or whatever it's called down there. I mean, they play soccer. They have, you know, enhanced that. But it's a yeah. But it's a but it but the the main venue there is a twenty thousand seat stadium. You can you can tear stuff out and do it. Do some like we say in real estate and development. Do some TI work. (laughs) Tear it out and, and do that. Well, they they could do that at all the old ugly stadiums in the league, and they don't want that. They want something brand new because they're greedy motherfuckers. So I hear you, brother. I, I love the Coliseum. I guess you put it. I just, I guess you put it the way you wanted to put you know, it. Right. Enough, I, I, but here's I'm the thing: sorry. there's enough stadiums around. I, mean, I know that the NFL doesn't bless those stadiums. But you got the Rose Bowl, you got the Coliseum. I know luxury boxes is a big deal over there. I mean, there are enough stadiums or, or existing venues around. To put a pro team in. Yeah. yeah. If they wanted to. Yeah. 
that's the thing. They don't <laughs> they don't want feasible. They want brand new and shiny. That's exactly. the whole thing. Well, Jerry Jones, they, he, he, they want to put he their sets the standard, man. <laughs> apparently, it's, apparently that new uh, that new stadium over there in and, Dallas is, and, is an and amazing. My my whole thing is that cities should not be paying to stroke the egos and other no. parts of billionaires. But who fil- who, who flipped the bill for the one in Dallas? Though? I think he paid most that, that, of it. That was part. That was part of the incentives and breaks. That was that was that was public. Some of that was public. Some of it was absolutely. And it's that a billion dollar in, stadium. In terms of actual mm-hmm. dollars paid forward, some of it was public. Yeah. But in terms of dollars not collected, much more of it was public because there's always some greasing of the wheels. And I'm not here to say that you know we should hammer businesses and tax the piss out of them, but you know. It just came out yesterday or today that the Chargers, over the course of this last 10 years of their lease with the city on Qualcomm Stadium, actually... You mean the Murph? Yes, the Murph. Jack Murphy Stadium. The Chargers actually make over $3 million a year playing at Qualcomm Stadium. They don't pay anything in their lease to the city because there are so many clauses in that contract for tax credits and different things instead of owing the city 23 million dollars at the end of the year like they're supposed to they make three million dollars in benefits off the city so it's the city a 25 million dollar swing in terms of the amount of crap built into that contract where they say eh, we really don't want to pay that but we want to be in here to do business in your town it's a fucking screw. It's but a the, screw city, the, the city, and that's not right. I'm not. I'm not saying it's right. And but this is actually still a, city, a better deal. The than city the makes old the money off all the concerts and stuff. Is that where they get their? Is that where they get their? Uh, the city, their I don't think, back? has made money off the Qualcomm site in about 15 years so, because they had to start putting a bunch of money into it. Back but here's, here's a question, the last AD. Super Bowl. How, uh, how does it, how does the NFL make these demands on what the stadiums have to have and and all this kind of stuff? And which, is, as, as T-Bone says, the, the, the public ends up footing a big portion of this bill. And it's like they, they hold that hostage over. You can't have a team until you build this and we bless it, and then we might send you a team uh, sometime in the next few years. Well, all I'm telling you, here in Southern California, and all the word I get, it's got to be a privately funded stadium. Other than that, it's not going to happen. Well... That's that, that, that's not going to happen. That, that <laughs> might happen. be the best they, way. If they don't do that, it's not going to happen. Yeah, they can talk I, all they want about two teams here. This is not going to happen. And the the private. And I personally funding, think the NFL likes that because then all of their teams can constantly say, "Hey, I'm leaving." The Chargers have been doing the, that for well, years. First of all, you don't have anybody here in the first place, so it ain't going to happen. But the Chargers have been doing that for 25 years. They're like, if you don't give me what I want, we'll happen. move up to the Coliseum. And they, then they're well, able to leverage well, they, the well, they city they, of San they, Diego they to, to give they, them what they want. They can't make, move the Coliseum because that USC controls the master lease there. That's not happening. But that's irrelevant. What they're doing, what, the, what teams are doing is they're using the Rose Bowl. They're using Carson and the Coliseum as leverage. Not anymore. Their, not now. Well, here's not, been doing not now. So, I mean, years, you know, so an example of a city that actually built a stadium hoping they would come. Uh, the city of San Antonio built the Alamo Dome at the right. worst possible time in the history of building stadiums in America because they built it in like '92, '93, something like that, and then in like '96 they decided, oh, luxury boxes are where all the money is. 
And this is a beautiful stadium. If you've ever been to a game at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, I mean, there are not a lot of high-profile games there other than when the Saints were displaced for a, a year because of, you know, Hurricane right. Katrina. And then they but, came you know, marching got, in. They got a lot of college football games there. Um, and that's pretty much it because they built this stadium hoping that the NFL would put a team there, and it never panned out because they built it at just just the wrong time. And then somebody else built something better at a slightly more advantageous time, and you know it, it's this is the only way where I think that uh, Mister, however you say it, Cronky, Cranky, the guy who owns the Rams, mm-hmm. I think he might be overplaying his hand just a little bit because he seems like he's building this thing whether the NFL gives him a green light or not, and I I don't think it's going to be that situation where he builds a stadium and and they tell him no. But the thing is, but, the thing is, if he builds it, see, he's he, it's, it's in the same section where the Hollywood Park was, right, uh-huh, and, yeah. and the forums there. So if you build a stadium there, you might not, even if you didn't get an NFL team, the amount of people who would play concerts there and things like that, I think over for him, it's either going to be a lucrative investment or a decent write-off. More likely the latter. I, I would say a seventy thousand well, seat got a stadium. Team to move. He does. He does have a team to move, which is where he holds a huge difference. He holds but, but moving a team, ha- moving a team has to be approved, right, Ad? Got to be approved by the owners. Got to have so many votes from the right. owners. For we'll talk to Al Davis anything. about that. And he moves shit without permission a couple yeah, of times, did. as I recall. I'm pretty sure Conky will you're say not, you're not bad enough an hour. No, no, I'm a fan. I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure Conky, if he goes ahead and builds Same it, thing happened and with no one else, Baltimore. right, right, exactly, and no one else shows up, he'll just move the Rams, and then he'll be happy to pay the millions of dollars in legal fees to make it happen, and he'll still come out ahead. Well, didn't, That's George, the didn't Georgia Front Terry or whatever do do the same thing? She just yeah. picked up and moved the Rams, picked up and moved, and then said. Sue me. Yeah. And they're like, well, and I this think there was, all, and then they settled, and I think she had to pay, and the team still stayed. This is all I'm saying to you about moving here in Los Angeles. If it ever happened, the city and the state ain't giving up any money to build oh, a stadium. They will, though. It ain't going to happen. Tell them. They will. I bet you dinner on they're that suckers. one. Suckers. <laughs> they're suckers, just like every other. You want a taco, hamburger, steak, whatever. Let's go to Del Del, Del Frisco's. Del Frisco's. What, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> Del Frisco's. Would you have a T-bone? Eighty, whatever town in the vicinity builds a stadium for some NFL team, that that particular town is going to pony up some dough. Well, you know, it, 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 here's it the thing. It might not be the lion's share. Here's, here's the if thing. If it's a billion-dollar stadium, it's, they're throwing up $100 million. They, they will, they, they will sell it. At least in cash. They will sell and it. And they're throwing grease in the wheels in other ways that they lose mm-hmm. money on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they'll say, oh, this is going to cost – we're going we're gonna to invest. It's all about We're going to invest in this because it's going to bring in a bunch of it's jobs. And that's gonna, they're all it's always going to play yeah, numbers yeah, Exactly. It's, it's, it's what they do. A.D., as always, brother, it's uh, it's been a great time chatting with you. And, Del Frisco. And, <laughs> 
Tebow, Tebow saying he wants to go to hey, Del Frisco's, man. Hey, start saving your pennies. All uh, right, I'll uh, save them just in case. But when I have to pay out my tax dollars, I'm expecting you to pay out at the restaurant. Hey, AD. Last, last but not least, I want to tell you, I got to got to hang out with a guy you may know named Bob Case yesterday, and what a good time. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, as always, brother, it's it's a pleasure to chat with you. We'll be talking again next week. And, and just a little heads up, you will be on early next week, man. Uh, we're going to have you on at 8.15 because we have a guest that's coming in, and he can only come in at, at 9 o'clock. So uh, we're going to have you on at eight, uh, about 8, 8.10, 8.15 until uh, the 9 o'clock hour next week. All right? Okay. AD, that means I'll I'm going to miss you next week, man. I'm not, right, not going to be here at AD. Take care. <laughs> you too, brother. <laughs> the great Anthony Davis, everybody. Always a pleasure to have a chance to chat with him and talk to him about what's happening in the world of sports. You're listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. And we're going to take a quick break and listen to Bob Helfant, past guest. This is called What Kind of Night? Back after this. Songs that are super long, and I picked the one that's the shortest. Uh, so we're still on. We sat and talked about another pair of shoes. Some things you never learn, some things you never lose. And after all is said, another good night kiss. I never thought to ask What kind of night is this? Where did the summer go? When do the slides come out? Another roller film That I can live without You're lying next to me That's most of what I we do it to ourselves. What kind of night is this? I told you everything I needed and you left the room. But it was only a joke, it was just a cartoon. Did I get out of line? It was a time to fly. Too many shooting stars across my night. But I could never make believe that it was just alright. What kind of night? What kind of night? What kind of night? told me everything you needed and you left the room But it was only a joke, it was just a cartoon Did I get out of line? It was a time to fly Too many shooting stars across my night But I could never make believe that it was just alright What kind of night? What kind of night? What kind of night? When did the lights go out? When did the numbers change? I looked and you were gone. When did I fall asleep? When did it start to rain? We walked along the street. But not to reminisce. A street we used to run. What kind of night is this? What kind of night? 
What kind of night is? I'm in the car next to you on the highway. I sit in front of you on the bus. I'm one out of every six Americans, and I'm struggling with hunger. This isn't an uncontrollable epidemic. There's enough food in this country to feed every hungry person. Please, visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. This is Parker Ainsworth. You're listening to Swoop's World, where things are awesome all the time. Remember that. Peace. I'm driving, don't know why she's crying out again. These trees are passing by.
This is Mark Anthony Farad, recording artist, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Music is one of the most important things in my life, but nothing is more important than life itself. So choose a designated driver. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. As a former model, I used to walk runways all over the world. Paris, Milan, New York. This is Salif Diara. As a local health worker, he walks the pathways of his village in Mali, West Africa, every day to help treat severely ill children. Like many children in the developing world, those in Salif's village are threatened by common illnesses that kill millions worldwide. But unlike villages without a local health worker, the children in Salif's village get the care they need to survive. And even though you can't walk in his shoes, you can help him with his work. Help one, save many. See where the good goes at goodgoes.org and find out all the ways you can help get the good where it needs to go. Brought to you by Save the Children and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hi, this is Barry Rolera. You're listening to Scoop World. Hey, welcome back to Swoops World of Talk Story Radio Network. And uh, Timon, you want to give us a little bit of uh, DraftKings, man? So for those of you who are uh, enthralled with the NBA playoffs right now or the Stanley Cup race at the moment, get yourself into DraftKings because your team's going to lose. I mean, <laughs> I'm just telling you that only one team is going to win the NBA Finals. Only one team's going to win the Stanley Cup. And the whole rest of you 
your team is going to lose, but you can still build yourself a winner. And you can do that by going to DraftKings. If you click on that banner on the right side of the page on Swoops World right now, or you go to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings, you get to pick your own team, throw it away at the end after uh, they win or lose, let them fall where they may. And when you go through that link, you get a free entry into a big money giveaway. It is fantasy sports for everybody who's not lucky enough to have their team win this year. So if you happen to live in Cleveland, you should probably sign up today. Because and every year. Ain't happening. <laughs> this is not 1947. <laughs> For all your fitness needs, go see our good friend Jack Nunn, who happens also to be next week's guest. He's over. Uh, he's got indoor rowing and boot camp, personal training, and much, much more. Located at 5750 Boathouse Lane in the city of Long Beach, California. www.roworx.com. Give him a call at 562-688-1716. Let him know the Swoop Stroll sent you, and your first week is Free. free. Oh, uh, you know that sound? It's time for sports with T-Bone's timeout. Or as we say it here, it's T-Bone's timeout. Oh, man. Just do some uh... Well, guys, thank you uh, for an enthralling evening thus far. That was a fun conversation with AD. AD's always a contentious. Yeah, uh, you know, contentious in the right way. We get to we get to have our arguments, asking questions, and then the great thing is he keeps calling back every week. So that's right. nice. I've had a lot of people that I've had passionate conversations with who just say, "No, I'm done." <laughs> I can't blame them. But. Uh, it's fun to talk sports here for a little while. You know, we have a very, very uh, artistic bent to this show, and I like that. I'm not an artistic person, but I enjoy that we get all these cool people on here who can paint and sculpt and draw and sing and play and dance and all this stuff. That's awesome. I just was never one of those people. So I I get to talk about all these super strong, fast people that do things that I could never do that I wanted to do. <laughs> That's entertaining to me. Yeah. Not that you uh, artistic folks aren't entertaining to me, too. <laughs> Raspin, you got to come back sometime. I know we heard one of your songs earlier. Yeah. But, uh, man, the playoffs are just not that fun to me this year. Even though it's all good series, too. The basketball playoffs are, like, legitimately entertaining from a basketball standpoint. You got to qualify. That's, that's the you problem. Qualified. Yeah. I had to qualify. <laughs> and... We got a bunch of series that are close. The Clippers are now they're up three two. Uh, okay, now wait before we go any uh, further. Uh, before we go any further, I just want to say that I'm pretty sure last year we were having these conversations about some guy named Sterling who was a total douchebag who said a whole bunch of douchebag shit. And blah, 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 and, 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 and the NBA is going to collapse, and blah, 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 Correct me if I'm wrong. I think they're okay. I'm pretty sure they're okay. And, and, and there hasn't been a work virtually mum's word about the Sterlings. Like, it's like they never existed. Oh, yeah. that's uh, and Pretty that's, much, right? I mean, I'm sure there's been a few things, but, I mean, they're pretty much, like, I'm a, I'm that... A, 
I'm really, I'm really amazed that that went on as long as it did because we are in such a 24-hour news cycle society. And there were people talking about we're going to have to, we're going to have to. The players uh, aren't going to come play. And the NBA is going to like the players are the, going the sponsors to. Sponsors are going to cancel. New, we're going to have to form a new league. That we're going to have to. Blah 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 blah. And then it turns out those guys still got paid. Yeah, and that was like what. 14 months ago? Something like that. I mean, just more than a year. And this, for the NBA, not even a distant the afterthought. end of it's... the world and not a word. Because the machine keeps on spinning. Money. Yeah. And those players showed up. And you know what? They did. They're doing a damn fine job. Yeah. I mean, they made the playoffs again. Mad. This is the third year, right? Props. Third year in a row. Yeah. Which for the Clippers, it was... I think that's a record. I could be wrong. I, I don't think be. they've made three consecutive uh, the playoffs. Three consecutive. Chris Paul years. missed a game with an injury and was a little gimpy for another. Uh, Blake Griffin's out there doing his thing. DeAndre Jordan, Matt Barnes talking some trash to the opposing team. <laughs> Apparently, landed himself a fifty thousand dollar fine for saying some not nice things about uh, James Harden's mom. Uh, I didn't realize that. You know, she had a, he had a mom. I, I just didn't realize that you know talking shit talking shit on <laughs> the other team's mom would now get you that's a fifty thousand dollar fine. Fucking that's... these these guys say terrible things to each other all the time. That's one of the things that I dislike about all of these sports. I I love football, and then you you can't do uh, they you know they have like oh we're gonna put a microphone on this player or I this coach. Totally and it's always, they put it on the golden boy people, you know, because they know they're not going to say any naughty words. And they were pulling on Marshawn Lynch. They should. <laughs> he would say nothing, though. Absolutely nothing. I think he's actually and, and then, the he, then he would ask, does this satisfy my media requirement for the season? Um, I'm here because I have to be. But no, the, the yeah. shit talking gets, it gets old, man. It's like, dude, I, I don't care. It's just, why do you have to talk that way? I mean, I... I don't know. I I spend too much of my time during my work day telling people not to say the crap they're saying. And I'm like, I don't want to tell you not to talk that way, but just do it over there when I'm not around. You're telling me when you played ball you never talked smack to anybody? I said, you like that? You like that? <laughs> that was pretty much it. I didn't talk a lot of shit. I didn't talk any shit. I, just, I played quarterback. Yeah, which means I you, you heard, heard this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so there's not much you can do when you're just hearing it. You just you know what you do? You smile, smile, laugh, smile, and laugh. you get up and go, "Thanks, buddy." Yep, I remember just because uh, anything else they they take as the, as they're getting to you. So you just gotta. And then when you play defense, because I played both sides, and I played I played uh, safety. When you got the blitz, you made sure <laughs> that. When you laid the hit, you laid it as hard as you could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the whole because there was no other. There's no other way to do it. Yeah, it was, I I always liked the. I mean, Teddy Roosevelt. He was an old man, you know, a bajillion years ago. But I spoke softly and I carried a moderate to large stick. Yeah, I didn't always bring the wood, but you know, you did when you could. I could. I did. Are we still talking <laughs> sports here? <laughs> it all blends together, man. It's fun. <laughs> 
How you play the game? It's a fluid concept. How you play the game is how you play the game. I just remember. I remember we when I was in high school we we had a CIF game against Canyon High and Canyon Country, which seems like it seemed like the furthest place we've ever. It probably was the furthest place we ever went. And like the first quarter, this guy just took out our quarterback. And he just stood over and goes, welcome to CIF. It was a long-ass game, too. (laughs) (laughs) I I wasn't much of a smack talker, either. I I was not opposed to uh, returning a a few... See, nobody ever said anything Words. too too ridiculous to me. Try being the only black guy in all white team. They'll say some shit to you. I was, <laughs> That's what you're playing. No, I know. We, That's we, what you're playing against other all white team. Well, we played against <laughs> we played against Modern Day, and first play of the game, one of the players from their team got kicked out because he he dropped an end bomb, and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that that guy is not playing the rest of the game. Back in my day, they didn't kick you out for that. Well, this was this was the year 2000. This yeah. was a new millennium, yeah. bro. <laughs> we were progressive and crap. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> regressive, perhaps, but progressive in its regressiveness. Hey, you know, the Catholics, they like to hold on to tradition. That's fine. I don't... <laughs> hold on to tradition there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Guess you were an altar boy. <laughs> No, 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 I did not go to Catholic college school. Well, you know somebody who did. <laughs> I dodged that bullet. The church I went to, they just told me that rock and roll was the devil. You know? And I can't blame them. I'd they be threatened. They might be right. I'd be threatened by something that, you know, made a laughing stock of wood. <laughs> That's a different story. Different story for a different time. You already got me sucked into politics tonight. I'm not going down the religion road, too, Swoop. This is an entertainment show. Yeah, we avoid. We kind of talk, kind of we skated around today. Yeah, we skated right through the middle of it all. And we skated through it slow because there was a layer of water on the top. <laughs> the, uh, the Hawks pulled one out late against the Wizards tonight. The Hawks were up 78-73 with like two Hang minutes left. He, first he says they hold on to tradition, and now the Hawks pulled one out. Where's he going today, about, man? man? What's, what's, what's happening with you, man? Shifting gears. Oh, okay. Come on, man. you got to shift gears with me. You don't All shift right. gears, you're going to get left behind. I, I hear you. Not I, left I, behind like that uh, book series either. <laughs> Yeah. Real left behind. Oh. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry to all my family members listening who uh, you know are gonna be gone when the rapture happens. I'll still be here on the radio. So. <laughs> How are you gonna work the board? <laughs> Leave me some notes. <laughs> Can I have your car? <laughs> and computer. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> we better get on this because I think we're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of the many Kern River Trip t-shirts that they made, it had a, a picture of Hunter S. Thompson's head, and it just said, when the rapture comes, can I have your car? <laughs> <laughs> Did they have the little, the little cigarette uh, Yeah. <laughs> just just uh, one of the ones I couldn't wear at home. 
<laughs> that was a shirt I had to had to save for my college uh, closet. But yeah. do you guys want to talk about the basketball playoffs? I don't. Yeah, let's the Clippers. That, the Clippers are now they're up three two. They got two games to win one. And they're still playing in the Staples Center right here. They are, yeah. They have not found their own building yet. I guess they're, you know, they need a new realtor or something. But in the meantime, they put up some banners over the banners, and they're managing to find a way. I think that, I just like you said, this city is so, so short-sighted and so just... It's all about it's like what, a bunch what of have gold you done for me yeah. lately, you know? Like, Hi, I'm Tom. I mean, they they have no memory. No, no. It's it's in it, you know the Clippers. Clippers put a couple good seasons together, and, and the Lakers don't. All them guys we see out there turning over cars, and the Lakers win, and we turn over cars in the Clippers. Yeah, because people that want to turn over cars and light trash cans on fire, they could give a rat's ass. They don't care who it's for. <laughs> exactly, it's not for the team that just won or lost. Uh, it's for their desire to have an outlet to light trash cans on fire and flip over cars. Yeah, and guess what? In a city of eight million people, there's a lot of people that want to flip over cars and light shit on fire. I mean. That's just a fact. I'm amazed that with all the crap going on in this country for the last year, we haven't had any real shit go down in L.A. Like, I was in, I was up in uh, the Garment District mm-hmm. a couple weekends ago. I know it well. Mm-hmm. And there happened to be a protest rolling through. The, quite frequently through there. Yeah. yeah. It was funny, though, because, you know, they were protesting police violence and brutality and all this stuff, and they had... Four police cars in front of them and, like, 20 police cars behind them. Oh, kind of an escort. Escorting them through, you know, they didn't have to to move through the intersections in a timely fashion. They got to just, you know, block everybody's traffic. Yeah. And the cops are just there, like, yep, we're going to protect your right to be dickheads to everybody else trying to get through town today while you say that we're terrible people. It was, it was just, it was, it was amusing. Thankfully, I was on foot at that point, so I just got to skip on through. But had I been driving at that point, I would have been infuriated. A little peeved, yes, indeed. But, you know, the the Clippers are going to do what they do, and I think they're going to get through this round. They're going to get through this round. And I think that uh, they're going to face off against the the number one in the West. I think Golden State, after getting a W today, today. is going to... They had a blowout today. They they did. They won by 20 points. Yeah. Golden State, I think... I think they reestablished their their role here. I think this was probably the wake-up call they needed the last few games. So I think we're in for a very... Granted, both these series are 3-2. So nothing is guaranteed right now. But if both of those come out of the series... But I, 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 and I do think they will. I, and I think the Clippers and the Warriors are both moving on. And I think that's going to be a very entertaining that's, yeah. Western Conference final. I'm there. with you on that. Uh, I will actually watch those games. Even if it means having to ignore America's youth for a couple of hours, <laughs> you know. Is that Steph Curry just amazing? That he he is really a is freaking beast, man. His he had he had uh, pretty much his only two bad games of the season this last week, and we'll see if he got it out of his system. It seems like tonight they kind of righted the ship, but is the and the MVP? I mean, he's just the guy makes shots that. Just shouldn't be made. Kobe in his heyday might have made some of them, but they did not look nearly as effortless as what this guy does. I mean, 
Because Kobe, Kobe would force a shot every now and then, and he'd make like this ugly bank, and then he'd have to stick his lower lower jaw out and be like, I'm hardcore, I'm Kobe. And Curry is just like, yeah. Well, I shot it because I thought I would make it. Curry. <laughs> Curry. Hey, I made it. Curry makes those, like you talk about, they're like look effortless. And they, it, it kind of reminds me, he makes the same type of shots. And Peter can remember these days. Is Larry Bird would make. You just go, there's absolutely no freaking way he's going to make that shot, falling out of bounds from behind the backboard. And he just wow. lets it go. And it just goes up and right through the net. And you're like, how the hell did he make that? He's falling <laughs> out of the side. You know, the best defense in the world. And he's falling off the side, you know, you know. And it's, I, I just, it was just amazing. I mean, I, I gained so much respect for that guy over the years, as much as I hated him. Yeah. Because he was just, he was always killing, killing the Lakers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you, you, you just can't, you cannot, you just cannot deny the talent that, the, that no. these people, people like that have. And, and when you do it, when it makes, when you do it, when all the freaking marbles are on the freaking table or the chips are on the table, and you make it look effortless, and it's a ridiculously freaking shot. It's just, well, and that's that's gotta, the part that remains to be seen over the rest of this playoffs yeah. is that all of these teams in the West are still, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, unproven, right, unproven, exactly. Um, Houston might have the most playoff experience, not as a team together, yeah. But, I mean, as individuals, yeah, because uh, Harden played for uh, the Thunder when they had a good run, right, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, Dwight's been Dwight's a few, been, different, yeah, places. few different places. Yeah. Um, the 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 West is, I think, the more enticing matchup on the table, and I think the the one that's more likely to happen. And from there, crap, that's anybody's guess. If you get Golden State and the Clippers, I don't know. I, I you don't know who comes out of that. Yeah, I. I've, couldn't tell you. They've both, they've both played games where they just blew people out, and they both played games where they've gotten blown out. Yeah, and now in the East, I, I got to catch the last five minutes of the Wizards and the Hawks tonight. And that was that was an entertaining game right I there. Surprised the, I mean, I, I, I just surprised. The Wizards have been notoriously horrible. And then all of a sudden, they're, uh, they freaking pull their playoff. Paul Pierce right? put a team on his back tonight yeah. and almost did it. Well, he did it two, day, two nights ago. Yeah, and he almost did it today. I mean, because he got he got legit fouled with 14 seconds left or whatever. The the Hawks stole the ball, went down and scored to take the lead. And with eight seconds left, he gets the ball and well, they they inbound the ball. He gets a three in the corner. He was wide open. I have no idea how he got so open. I mean, <laughs> and he's in the corner, like buried in the corner, like Robert Ory. Oh, back in the day. knocks this thing down. Timo went old school on this I one. I did, was... man. I used to watch basketball back <laughs> then, too. Um, and all of a sudden, the uh, Wizards are up one with one and a half seconds left. And it was it was not quite as dramatic as uh, LeBron's shot against... Against the Bulls a couple days ago, but I thought I thought his teammates were going to put him out for the rest of the season. Right? And they all jumped. Like, all dude, over. you didn't win a series. Yeah. You can't celebrate <laughs> that hard. Exactly. <laughs> but that's that's a young team, though. You know, that's a team that hasn't had a a, a big taste of winning. 
That series is weird because didn't they have game winning game last second game winning three games shots, in a three row? Three games in a row. Yeah, because yeah, because uh, Derrick Rose hit a game winner in game three, and then LeBron hit it in game four, and then LeBron hit it again in game five. So, uh, talk about a guy carrying a team. There's really no reason that those guys should be moving this far. Um, I mean, they've they got some good ball players. They've got some good ball players. They've got they a coach who's gel. in over his head, but he's a rookie. You know, they don't seem to gel as a team on a consistent basis. Well, and there, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, team, he's team, carrying. Yeah, and and team chemistry is a tough thing to balance anyway. And it, you get a lot of great players together. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You get a lot of no name guys together. Sometimes it works great. Sometimes you get what you would expect. It, it, there's no accounting for it, you know, and. A great example of it is back in 2004, maybe, when the Lakers brought in Carl Malone and Gary mm-hmm. Payton mm-hmm. and thought they could buy their way into another title. And, and they made it all the way to the finals and then just embarrassed themselves because there was literally no chemistry there. I mean, Phil Jackson quit the next year and wrote a book called A Team Without a Soul. <laughs> <laughs> what further indictment do you need of the idea that you can buy a team that will win Talent doesn't do it all. George so, proved you can do it. And so these <laughs> these guys in Cleveland, I'm amazed they've done what they have. The fact that they're in the, you know, the fact that they are where they are, I'm impressed with because I think they're going to beat Chicago. I don't, you know, I don't have a dog in that. Hang on, I'm tweeting uh, Chicago. I don't know that you're impressed with that. Hey, that's okay. Uh, I. I I dislike the LeBron hype train that ESPN continues to perpetuate. Um, and uh, I'm glad that I haven't heard yet that the reason the Cavs are not winning the series is because Kevin Love is injured and uh, LeBron's going to miss out on a title because I know that's coming if it if it happens. But haven't had to hear it yet. Why is uh, – you make a good point. Why, why is ESPN so in the bag with – you know, pick your sport. It's because it, they're they're not a sports broadcaster; they're a media company. They sell advertising. That's where their money comes from. They have they don't have to com- they don't have to beg people to subscribe to ESPN because they they I mean they've got some exclusive deals that basically mean people are going to want them, but they don't even have to make the consumer make that choice because ESPN has demanded that every cable provider in the country provide ESPN and ESPN2 on their basic package. So ESPN, they're getting like $9 per subscriber per month across the United States but without you, having to provide any. And that's that's just off of subscribers. That's not advertising revenue at all. That's their money. And their money, you know. Do they want to they want to prop up winners do because they make more them? money off of them. It seems like seems like back in the day they weren't I think they, they used such... to be more serious in their role as quote unquote journalists. Yeah, and you got guys like uh you got guys like uh They're not they they don't they don't even pretend anymore to be I mean they do pretend to be objective. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're an entertainment channel. They are as objective as, you know, swamp people is reality. That's not? 
Next year, next year you tell me there's no zombies. <laughs> or Sasquatch. I mean, come on. How many times have I watched the freaking... Uh, the, 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 the what is it called? Uh, Squatch Hunters? Squatch, well, yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's, real, it's real squatchy out here today. It's real squatchy out here. <laughs> no, but uh, that guy's like Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless couldn't bust... Bust freaking dishes in his brother's restaurants, and he's popping off like he's he's some kind of freaking uh, you know sports genius. And, 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 and you want, I wonder when they made that turn. They used to. Have, it seems like there was a time. There's a period of time when they had people on there that were super knowledgeable well, and believable. Because and there was a, the Ocho. there was a time when yeah, but there was a time when they didn't have this hegemony over sports broadcasting. You know, they were. It was a niche that they did, that the world didn't know they wanted yet, and they had to prove themselves for a while. Right, but then when they I mean, did, as, and as soon as they established that dominance, Sports Center was like the greatest thing to watch. It, it was, yeah. I mean, baseball tonight used to be an entertaining thing that I would watch. Yeah, you know, you get I'm to with see you. you get to see the home runs and you know some funny comments and. That crazy animation from the baseball that gets hit over the fence and the going, going, gone thing. You know, it was all funny stuff, and it was it was novel and it was well done, and it wasn't just a bunch of. Sh- it wasn't just like oh, we've got slick producers. It was it was quality content occasionally. In a, in and and I don't want to sound like a snob because sports are sports, and there shouldn't you shouldn't need. Somebody to tell you what to think about them. If you need that, then you know. I guess I'd rather you listen to me than watch ESPN. But if you really need that, then I would prefer that you go um, learn how to program your calculator or something. And I still like to I guess watch. Uh, they have, ESPN hasn't name? had to. They've been on their laurels for quite a while. What's that guy's name? Rumbling, tumbling, bubble, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Oh, yeah. Chris Berman. Chris Berman. He used, to, he used to be great. Yeah, he's pretty well been phased out. Of this yeah, point. I mean, come on, man. Um, and that hurts a little. Yeah, because he he carried them for, for yeah. two years. He was the <laughs> the personality that actually, for one thing, he crossed over all the different lines because he he did baseball, he did football, he did basketball, he did Sports Center. Yeah, I mean. He likes sports, and he was a funny guy. And he, but at the same time, he could actually speak knowledgeably about most of it. But some of the shows they have, man, I, 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 I don't mind. Pardon the interruption, but like around the horn, they got some shitty ass yeah, shows. Around the horn is, it's nonsense, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It's, and there's a bunch of guys that's like, maybe you should stick to. Print. Yeah, that's what you're good at. Maybe cameras and microphones aren't your thing. That's okay. I mean, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses, uh, and you know, you. at least two of those guys have been arrested for you know, possession and all kinds of other goodies since then. I know Jay Mariotti has. I think he beat up his wife. You know, whatever it happens. But allegedly, disclaimer. What he get four shows? <laughs> that's a fucking punishment. Right there. <laughs> Um, baseball's been better, better good to you. It's been very, very uh, entertaining. The, your, 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 your Doyers are in first place, huh? The Doyers yeah, are fire, in first man. place. On the Do- the Dodgers are what twelve and three at home or something, something fifteen and two, just, something stupid. Fair. The Dodgers in Dodger Stadium 
They cannot even be quelled by Giancarlo Stanton hitting a ball out of the stadium in the first inning. They just say, okay, we're going to go score 11 runs now. Well, the crazy. most I think the most interesting it's thing about him is the fun. is the depth of that team. They're yeah, guys, they got, they got injuries. They got injuries. They got guys that don't or that are usually performers that are having that are struggling. And they came into the season with, hey, we're gonna have the best uh, uh, bullpen. We're gonna have the best starters in the league, and that's not happened. Like like they're missing uh, Ryu. He's he's nowhere around. The guys they brought in for like. Four and five are dodgy, and but at least Granky's got that little girl haircut. Yeah, no, he's he's <laughs> solid. But you look at the Dodgers and you're like, now who's that dude? They're put, they're averaging more runs than any other National League team, which is not ever been a Dodger trait. That's not their it's not their game. It's not what they do. And it's which then makes you think it ain't gonna last either. I, who's I, Redbeard man and put it out the park the other day? Turner. Justin Turner. I've never seen that guy before. He's, oh, he's that an ginger, off the bench he's, guy. He's, he's legit though. He's, he's legit. legit. He yeah. is, but he's an off the bench guy. He's, he's sort of like their their platoon guy who can play. He can play pretty much, I think, everything but catcher. Uh, and when he comes in, he, he's always been he's he's always been a solid defensive guy who puts up some decent numbers. But he's putting up some crazy offensive numbers. It's just none of it. It's not typical Dodger baseball uh, that way. Like usually, you expect. Low-scoring games with awesome pitching, and they've had high-scoring games with some mediocre pitching. Mostly <laughs> across the board. If you look at the whole thing, mediocre pitching, except for their bullpen. Their bullpen has, I think, their bullpen's the second lowest ERA in the National League or Major League. Anyway, their bullpen's been good, but their their starters have not been what you would have expected come for for a Dodger team coming into this season. Figure, yeah, it's uh, we're now a month and a half into this major league baseball season. Well, a month plus, I'm not gonna say a month and a half. You're gonna month. talk a little bit about the AL East, right? Why would I do that? What's that? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> People still live there, <laughs> the zombies haven't taken over yet. Ten stripes in first, man. That's all that matters. Uh, We'll see. <laughs> that division probably gonna see more turnover oh, than yeah. any other division. Oh, like, yeah, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, it's yeah, true yeah, though. Yeah, swoop, yeah. swoop. Can you tell me the last time that a team who was in first in the AL East at the can, end can of I just August? Can I soak it in right now? Can I just soak it in right now? Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that league, that division, I should say, is probably yeah. has the most parity as far as. I mean, last year Baltimore. Was first until the very end, right? Two years ago, the Sox won, right? Three years ago? Two years ago. Whatever it was. Two years ago. But recently, right? And Toronto is in... I mean, the point is, is you've got five teams that any one of them could end up... Here today, could end up in first place. So you're going to have a lot of turnover there. A lot of... Which... If you're in, if you're into the American League East, uh, makes for interesting times. Yeah, oh, and I think it, that I part of less, I, I will I will always appreciate that about that division because volatile. Even even Tampa Bay yeah stands a chance in that division. Bastards are in second place any right year. 
Even the, even the Canadians right. stand a chance in that <laughs> division right every year. As long as the Bulls, the Tampa Bay Rays have won more World Series than any other team in that division. No, recently, except you, for the Yankees. You better qualify that. No, but I mean, think about that. More than the Jays, more than the well, no, the Sox, not the Sox. But the point is, is you, you got, got three. Of, you got three teams in that division that have won a World Series in the last ten years. Less, last less than ten years. That? Yeah. And, and, and you've got the Blue Jays that won a couple back in the 90s. And the, the Orioles, you know, they're doing their thing. It's been a long while since they've won, yeah. but recently they've been very they, competitive. Yeah. And they have been competitive. And yeah. there's no there's no other division in baseball that would have raised Tampa Bay to the level of competition that they are. Because yeah. if, if the Tampa Bay Rays, in their geographic, economic, Situation: We're playing in any other division in baseball. They would be one of those teams that just happy to get seventy to eighty-five wins and Make an occasional wild card. Yeah, and that's not an option in that division. I give them credit for that. I give the Yankees credit for starting that trend of saying you have to spend as many dollars as humanly possible and bring in the most people that you can, and let it fall where it falls. But if you aren't trying at the beginning, you're you're wasting Okay, but along time. those lines, right here, along those lines, I, I was shocked just a couple days ago when I looked at the American League West and saw the Astros. The Astros. The Astros. Top of the charts. The team, <laughs> the team that we refer to as recently as September as the Disastros. Yeah. In first place. Yeah. And, and not just like just slightly above Commandingly. Their command, which is early, yeah. that could all change. Yeah. But the Astros, which probably goes back to what you were just saying, they got moved to a division where because you the, need to because spend the some NL, Yeah, because the NL Central was really kind of mired in mediocrity. Yeah. I mean, you got the Cubs, which right there tells you that yeah. you don't have to try to win. And you got the Pirates... Right. Who hadn't won in twenty plus years? And everybody so accepts Dave that Winfield still playing for him when they were contenders. <laughs> yeah, are going to win. Yeah, it was just a foregone conclusion. It's like you got the Cardinals, like and the then NFL, you got it's, it's all like, those other guys. It's like the Premier League. Uh, Manchester United will win, so we don't really. All we need to do is aim for second place or third place. Yeah, yeah, the Cardinals you, got most wins in baseball. Thrive. Thrive uh, on being like you know the the Arsenal's or the mm-hmm. Chelsea's. Yeah. Like, oh, we get that every now and then, you know. You Everton that. all the way, boys. <laughs> You're a Crystal Palace kind of guy. <laughs> Point um, is, I was, I was shocked to see the Astros. Good yeah. for them, though. Because they just moved over what? Last year was their first last, year. Or was, was last it year this year? First, no, I think it was. No, no, no. Last year. Last year. Last year was their first year over there. This is their second year or yes, third year? This is their second, second year in the American and but the, their last year in the National League was just as bad as their first year in the American League. So for the last two years, they've been the worst, the worst team horrible. in baseball. Yeah, horrible. So to see over a hundred losses, I believe. And both we're, of the we're last two way seasons. early. In the, the, Astros, the Astros were more at the shins since Ray Knight played. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you guys watch any Champions League recently? No. I, I, really? I, I watched a, just. Some I even watched few that minutes of one game stuff. I didn't get to watch any of Juventus and Real Madrid, but I watched uh, both Barcelona Bayern Munich games. Uh-huh. That was more entertaining than I was expecting. Well, the first <laughs> the first one was kind of a snoozer. 
And once you got past the first couple of Messi making that, making that was, those two those two goals, he sir, those were amazing. Um, but the first couple of Barca goals and the last one were just silly. Like it was, I thought it was going to be another runaway, just ass whooping. But Bayern had something to play for. Didn't work out. Bayern didn't do well at all. Didn't do well in the Kentucky Derby either. What? Bayern, Bayern didn't do well in the Kentucky Derby either. Because <laughs> that guy, that guy's horse was named Bayern. Bayern. He named it after the soccer team. I think he came in fourth, third or fourth. His life's a blur. He had to lead for a while, but yeah, how about? But I watched a little bit of uh, European football. It wasn't bad. <laughs> football on the pitch with their boots. My kids play soccer. I'm so screwed. <laughs> Get ready, dude. Honestly, <laughs> Get ready. I, I'm not as I'm not as screwed as they are because if they're my progeny, it's not a sport they're built for. They'll learn. Who knew, man? My kid was turned out to be pretty good at soccer. Yeah, actually, all three of them were good at soccer. Keith is better for wrestling, actually, than he is at any sport. But uh, it's good soccer, man. I was surprised. Which my youngest is—he's far better soccer player than the other two. It's just—I don't know. It just fit him. You know what I mean? Just yeah. thing. Yeah. You guys got anything else in the wild world of sport? No. The whole Houston thing was my big contribution. <laughs> he waited three and a half hours and twelve minutes for that. <laughs> good for the, good for the Astros. I'm glad they I'm glad they don't play in the field. I have a feeling it won't last. Anymore. I have a feeling that come oh, yeah. September they'll be it, sort of middling. That's but uh, you know, it's a long it ass season. So it is. It's it hard is. to get excited about anybody right now. It's nice if if your team's playing. Your team's you gotta uh, take away and last, man. If you're playing par baseball right now, you got to be okay with it. Yeah. But baseball, 162 games is obscene. It's ridiculous. I mean, you're talking about a regular season that lasts five months of damn near every day playing. I mean, it's 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 kind of dumb in that sense. It's, yeah, they only have like 130 some left. Yeah, maybe. Pocket change. They're moving. They're moving right along. <laughs> I, they're uh, you know twenty percent ish right now. It's good. Good for them. But we see the fluctuations and the teams that look so good and then they fall. And then you see the teams that look eh, 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 and then they peak at the right time. That so is true. It's a phenomenon that we've seen so many times that it's really hard to get. To invest, not not invested, because if you are if you're a baseball fan and you have a team, you're invested already. Right. You know you don't want to. This is not the time to start flapping your yap and talking shit. No talking shit. Oh my boys! I'm just I'm just happy where they're. I'm not saying you're talking shit. I think you're. I think you're taking shit. I'm not saying you're talking shit. No 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 no. no. That's not where I'm going. 
Folks, if you haven't something, paid attention. Sounds like somebody here has got a good yeah. conscience. My goodness. <laughs> my goodness. Oh, my. Defensive much, huh? Are you still stinging over that bonus you're going to have to pay for that 661st, 662nd home run? It's okay. It's all right, man. Yeah, That's what you guys he tied, do. He tied Willie. He's you pay the money. He That's what you pay. do. It's fine. It's safe. Hey. Yeah. As Reggie Jackson said, and Reggie Jackson said, the reason I'm playing what do you say? The reason, reason I signed with the Yankees because George Steinbrenner was willing to pay. <laughs> it's legit. It's valid. Boys, sports are fun. <laughs> I like them. Here we go. Another edition of T-Bone. Time out. Listen to Swoops Roll on the Talk Star Radio Network. We'll take a quick break, come back, wrap things up. This is Rillo Wright, and this is uh, Rillo's Long Beach, man. It's that Long Beach, east side of Pitbull, Rockwaller, Jackrabbit, Polly Ho. Don't have shops and liquor stores, 40 ounce of mission, bro. Roll a fat blunt and tell your bitch spill with mistletoe. Puerto Rican off of 4th Street, she know me, I'm low-key, so deep. Probably off of Lyman Hill, sipping on some Henny Slow. And she know we don't love them hoes. Just want to see you take off your clothes. It's that blue carpet treatment. Shout out to the dog for the Cadillac. So the parlor's crew neck, check the collar. Smoke weed every day, bitch, that's the motto. Everybody in the granny Trying to hit the lotto Just for Miss Quellberg in 11th grade We said I had so much potential But I'm silly blazed Still amazed how I'm getting it now Throw it up for my city Cause I'm putting it down Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Buying weed under palm trees Nigga, I'm from Long Beach Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Shoot your ass with that long heat, nigga. I'm from Long Beach. Dog Warren G. Nate Dog, rest in peace. Boo by the chronic. I got the recipe. Let's go see what's poppin' tonight. I'm coppers in flight. Top us the heights. Kill them off when I'm rockin' the mic. I'm like, what it is, what it do, what it seem like. Eastside train, bitch gave my niggas that green light. I'm three flights higher than a round trip. At Louis Burger eating fries with a down bitch. I found this to be the life I chose. I like some O's with some nice, quite thick hoes. Whoa. LB, don't tell me about nothing. You smell me, that's the OG that I'm puffing. I'm fucking your favorite, I'm leaving her tasteless. Cause Cologne, baby, now I heard that's your fragrance. Yeah, you know what I'm on, just the fucking East, baby. I'm a fucking beach, baby. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Buying weed under palm trees. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. Shoot your ass with that long heat. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. My name is Ruth Rusi, and this is how I live united. I read to children as part of United Way's education program. It helps them create links between language and literacy and prepares them for a better academic future. I figure I have the time and they have the need. My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Psst, hey, over here, behind the fence. 
Huh? You? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Here in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. Oh, you are dusty. I may need my spokes tightened, too. Let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Hey, over here, behind the fence. Huh? You? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Here in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. Oh, you are dusty. I may need my spokes tightened, too. Let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. My name is Mary Scholes, and you're listening to Swoop's World. I'm sorry, baby, but I tried. Sorry for telling you those lies. Sorry for messing with your And welcome back to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. Uh, next week on Swoops World, it's, uh, Jack Nunn will be our guest, and we'll have uh, him in the studio. We've got AD, of course, as always. Uh, we're going to reschedule the Moss Brothers, and they'll be here in the next few weeks, hopefully, and uh, get a chance to chat with them. Anything, uh, anything for uh, words of wisdom for the, our listeners, guys? I know Wrap it up. <laughs> you got to just don't trust those NFL motherfuckers. <laughs> Seriously, oh. the shield is a lie. That's right. To bag it up. Right. Keep, your, keep your keep your wallet in your back pocket. And don't let them steal from it. No diggity. Pirate that shit. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Disclaimer. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us tonight. We'll see you again next week. Dream as if you live forever. Live as if you die today. Good night, all. The views Peace. and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Peace.